This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Merkel Media. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave, and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. But the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand, and he's running really fast. And spears... Dan holds him up like this. Somebody else, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blow this head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touch air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. Thanks for being here. If you have a crazy, wild experience you want to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the contact section. You can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me. Just get a hold of me. If you want to hear more shows on a weekly basis, go to theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the join button. Become a member. There you're going to get access to all the member shows, all the overtime shows, and the Tuesday shows ad-free, all on the Castos app for listening pleasure or on the website if you prefer it that way. But you got to go sign up right now at theconfessionalspodcast.com slash join. And also, friends, check out preparewiththeconfessionals.com. That's preparewiththeconfessionals.com. We are running a great, great, great deal. Actually, it's the best deal that we've been offering since 2019. Our three-month emergency food supply is at a discounted rate. We're knocking off $250 for you right there at the purchase. And you can get it right now at preparewiththeconfessionals.com. Now, friends, we have a different type of show because I started thinking about how do I follow up last week's episode, the Oak Ridge Dogman Portals. And I thought, I can't. So we're going to do a completely different formatted show this week, something that we 
don't typically do, and I thought you guys would enjoy it because I recorded some conversations at the conference that I was at two weekends ago. I had some really good conversations with really cool people till we were cut off because apparently there was a lot of people in the back of the room, and I'm not sure if it included us or not because we were in a separate room off to the side, but there was a lot of talking going on, and somebody yelled saying, please shut up, and then we're like, okay, time to turn off the mics. So we actually got it cut off a little earlier than I thought it would be, but it cuts off with about a 45-minute conversation with the Hollow Sky Podcast guys. Those are my dudes, and we're going to end this episode with those guys. But in the meantime, we're going to launch you off with a bunch of different conversations. I think I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine conversations total today. You see, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a mixture of conversations from the conference and also short interviews that I've had piled up for a while. I still got plenty more left, but I'm going to give you four of those. And we're going to have the four conversations from the conference. So that's eight total. And then the ninth comes in with this voicemail that I'm about to play for you coming from Jason from episode 188. He heard last week's show, The Oak Ridge Dogman Portals, and he had to call me and tell me that his experience that he shared with me on episode 188 is in the area that this happened. And guess what? His experience he saw an upright walking dog going across the road. So Jason calls in, shares that voicemail, and then we're going to get into Dave and his crazy experience one night in a cemetery. Let's get to this unconventional Tuesday, but still entertaining. Let's go. Hey, Tony, this is Jason from episode 188. Um, I was listening to the Dogman Portals episode that was just on, and it brought back a lot of memories. So the Ingalls that he was talking about is right in the area of where one of my um, sightings happened. So that swampy area, um, we were driving down the road, and there was this giant wolf dog creature that stepped in front of our car. It was like within two steps and went over the road, and it was it was huge. It was larger than the hood of our car. Um, and it, it, we stopped and we were like, how did that happen? It, it was just mind boggling. Um, but anyways, so the area he was talking about where the food city and he mentioned Walmart, um, the food city is fairly new. It's been there maybe two years. Um, but I grew up in that area. Um, I went to high school and some friends one night said that there was a, a cabin in the woods that, um, a girl that went to our high school, um, her dad was into witchcraft and apparently summoned something. I don't know all the details. I talked to the girl later about it and she didn't want to talk about it at all. Um, so there was something definitely going on with her family. Um, but they invited me to go there one night and I chickened out because, you know, I didn't want to have anything to do with that. Um, but so the story goes, they went into the woods and they found this like little cabin and uh, when they went in the cabin, each room had a different feeling to it. Like one room was hot, one room was cold, and they could see their breath. This was in the springtime, so it wasn't wasn't cold. They shouldn't be able to see their breath. Um, they said that there was like pentagrams drawn on the floor and all kinds of weird markings on the wall. Um, and it was just, you know, they just had a really bad feeling about it. So they left the cabin and started walking around in the wooded area around the cabin and just, you know, investigating, I guess. Um, and then they heard this like huff sound like from an animal. Um, it was kind of off in the distance and they heard walking. Um, they said it would sound like someone on two feet, like bipedal walking. Um, so they started getting really freaked out. 
Um, so they took off running back to the car and they said that whatever it was started chasing them and they couldn't really see what it was. They saw a shape like a black figure. They said it was really huge and it was upright. Um, so they made it back to their car and the car wouldn't start. They had to sit in the parking lot for a few minutes, I think two to five minutes. And they hadn't had any problems with the car ever. And it wouldn't start. And then finally it started and they drove off and that's the story. That's all I know. Um, but these were my friends and they are pretty credible. Um, but yeah, it just, it was just weird. Um, so that's all I know about the area. It's very strange and it's, it's creepy. That's all I'm going to say. All right, well, that was the phone call from Jason from episode 188, who just wanted to confirm that this area that I live in that we were talking about on last week's episode is very strange. I've been talking with Jason since that phone call, and him and I are going to go check out some locations, and we might even check out that house. He actually was able to track down the girl from high school, and she's been talking with him, so we'll see what develops there. But shoot, if we can get to that house, that might be fun. All right, let's get to Dave and his experience with one night when he was in a cemetery. You know, it's one of those things where you go to a cemetery on Halloween and you don't expect anything to happen. Come on, bro. Give me a break. All right, let's get to Dave right now. All right, today we got Dave on the show. Dave, what's going on, brother? Hey, Tony. Thanks for thanks for letting me share my story with you. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. That's, I'm in the business of storytelling, right? So, I mean, we'll take it. Now, I'll tell you what, Dave. I'm not going to say your last name on the show, but I will tell you that the, your last name is the last name I've heard plenty of times. I have a, I have a couple of friends with that last name, but I've never spe- cool. I never, never saw it spelled that way. I was just looking at it on Zoom. I was like, you know, I've never seen it spelled that way, though. So, <laughs> you know. It's the it's the Belgian spelling, believe it or not. So okay. that's how they spell it over there. Gotcha. Yeah, I I, I mean, reading it, 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 it makes sense and everything. It's just I was like, oh, I've never seen it like that. And now that I think about it, the other way it's spelled would if you just read it how it's it if you sound, sounded it out the way it reads, it wouldn't read the way it's supposed to sound. So, anyways, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> great way to start the show, Tony. We're a minute in and we're talking about things people don't. They're like, what? What, they, what are we talking about? So, uh, hey, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dave. Listen, um, you contacted the show because in the early two thousands, you and some friends uh, went to a fairly large cemetery on Halloween. And some bar- bizarre things happened, and you wanted to share that on the show. So I'm going to hand it over to you. Paint the picture, friend. Where where was this? What was going on? What'd you guys experience? All right, I'll jump right in. So it was uh, Forest Hill Cemetery in Madison. It's a really large, kind of sprawling cemetery right in the middle of Madison, Wisconsin. Um, an interesting place on Halloween, and you know, no doubt about that. Um, and the reason we were there, it was a little bit odd, but. We had gone trick-or-treating. Um, you know, my daughter was little, um, and my brother-in-law came to visit and went with us. Um, but she was pretty small at the time. After a couple of blocks, you know, we were done. 
And he's like, well, what else do you want to do? And we were kicking around ideas. And he said, well, hey, why don't we go to the cemetery? You know, it's Halloween. That would be fun. Um, so what could go wrong, right? Um, we ended up uh, heading over there. Um, and we we didn't have the first year or two, um, nothing happened. Um, it was pretty quiet, uh, really interesting to be in a place like that on Halloween, but nothing odd happened uh, whatsoever. Um, one thing that struck me was how interesting it was where people would light jack-o'-lanterns, you know, on uh, different, you know, different graves and stuff like that. Maybe somebody that had passed away around Halloween or someone that really liked Halloween. So you're, you're kind of walking through seeing a little bit of that, but nothing, nothing sort of out of the ordinary. And probably the third time we did it like two or three years. Uh, the third time was probably in about 2003 and, you know, same deal went there about midnight walking around. Um, and I couldn't tell you if it was a full moon or not, but what I can tell you is that it was definitely light enough to see, you know, shapes. And, you know, we're walking through the cemetery without a flashlight. You didn't really need one. Um, and it was, you know, the spooky, spooky sort of scene. So, um, you know, crunchy leaves on the ground, um, the gnarly oak trees kind of silhouetted against the sky, um, walking through the, the cemetery. And we were, you know, just trying to be quiet, but it was it was fairly fairly noisy as we were kind of crunching through um and we were kind of cutting through a little bit we weren't on the the main road um it was through these i would say sort of thigh high tombstones um and there were these sort of scattered hedges you know that were anywhere from maybe waist high to maybe head height um and as we're walking through um me and a friend and he was walking a little bit ahead of me and i stopped to tie my shoe um, somehow, you know, that just, I noticed my two, my shoe was untied. So I stopped to tie it. And as I bent down the hair on the back of my neck, just stood straight up, um, almost cliche, but that's exactly what happened. Like something, something really kind of spooked me, but I didn't know why. So I, I just immediately turned around and kind of through the tombstones coming straight toward us was this figure and I thought it was, you know, somebody that was coming to yell at us or, you know, tell us to get out of there. But the way they were coming straight toward us from behind kind of bothered me a little bit. So I was going to yell something at them. You know, they're kind of walking right, right up to us. And it was probably maybe 15 to 20 paces away, you know, maybe 15 to 20 yards and I had grabbed my flashlight and I was going to shine it, you know, and say, Hey, what, what are you doing? And I hit the light and, um, the, the yell kind of caught in my throat because the figure or the shape, which was a perfect silhouette of a person, um, is sort of like the only way I could describe it is it sort of absorbed the light. Like it didn't reflect anything back. And as I went to yell, it just caught in my throat and nothing came out. It just kind of, you know, kind of a garbled sound. But um, I just stood there kind of frozen with the flashlight on. And this, you know, figure kind of veered a little bit to the left, but it kept the same pace. It just kept moving, but it kind of veered to the left a little bit. And it happened to just go behind a couple of these hedges as. Uh, my friend came up and, you know, said, what are you doing? 
you know? And I said, Hey, somebody, something came up behind us. I don't know what the heck's going on. And he thought I was pulling his leg a little bit. Um, and I'm like, no, it's right over there. It's right behind the, the hedges over there. You know, um, I'm not sure what it was, but I thought it was a person at the time. And as we're watching, um, you know, cause I'm still like just eyes glued on this thing. Like where the heck did it go? It came back out, like almost like it did a little circle behind it and then kind of looped back out um, and crossed back in front of us, you know, about the same distance, maybe 20 yards or so away, no more than that. And I could clearly see what looked like arms and legs uh, moving, you know, it was like it was walking and its arms were, were swinging and it was kind of going left to right, but more like a 45 degree angle, you know, not straight away, not straight across, but kind of moving at an angle away from us. And we both just watched it um, and didn't say a word. And what struck me the most was, I mean, probably what struck me the most was that it didn't reflect any light. That just freaked me out. Um, and I, I just didn't even know how to describe that. But the other thing that really really struck me was that it didn't make any noise like it was just dead quiet as it walked through the cemetery and you know we had just come through there making a racket kind of crunching through the leaves um and i don't i can't explain it but it didn't make any noise whatsoever it was just quiet and silent and it strode you know kind of at that same pace away from us for probably you know maybe 15 seconds i mean we could see it for quite a while and then it finally kind of went over a little rise and then gone so it didn't disappear or anything like that but it just sort of walked out of our our view if that makes sense that's crazy that's crazy so uh he sees this you see this uh you're in the cemetery what are your thoughts i mean Going into this night, this event, I mean, were you thinking you'd see anything? I mean, were you out there looking for this stuff? Or you just kind of, it was just like a, became like a tradition almost. Like, yeah, let's walk through the cemetery just per tradition. Yeah, it was more like goofing around, honestly. And I didn't have a super big interest in the paranormal or supernatural before that. Um, But it was kind of a fun thing to do. And we weren't, we weren't hurting anything or doing anything wrong. We were just sort of out there to, you know, hang out and see what would happen. And um, I had no idea, you know, honestly. In, in fact, it was years later, like probably 10 years later, I was watching a, a ghost show, you know, just kind of flipping through the channels. And I'm not even sure which one it was, but they had this, this you know, thing on there. They were talking about it and they called it a shadow person. And I had no idea that that's what those things were called. I had no um, no clue about that um, at that time, at least. But, you know, when they said that shadow person, I'm like, that's exactly what that was. It was like a cutout of a person with no features and, and no anything. It was exactly like that. It was exactly like a shadow. But, you know, arms, legs, head, torso moving. Um, it was the craziest thing. So, yeah, it wasn't something that we were expecting to see. Um, you know, in, in probably like a lot of these types of stories, um, you know, we we didn't record it. Uh, we, you know, we didn't even think about that. Um, you know, so I, I wish I would have had that. I'm not sure it would have even worked uh, with the lighting conditions. But 
Um, I'm glad that he saw it, you know, cause at first he thought I was pulling his leg a little bit, but that, you know, I wasn't, it just, it all happened pretty quick. I, I think from the time I first saw it to the time we, we last saw it, you know, was maybe 30 seconds. Um, you know, but I would also say it wasn't a fleeting glance, you know, it wasn't something that I saw to the corner of my eye. You know, I watched this thing for 30 seconds as it kind of came right up to us and, you know, within, you know, 15, 20 yards when I hit the flashlight on it. And um, I, it's, I still have a hard time explaining exactly what that was like, but it was almost like a, like a black hole that sucked in the light, like nothing shone back out of it. It was the craziest thing. Um, and, um, and the fact again, that it didn't make any noise on the, you know, it was, you know, probably three, four inches of crunchy leaves and we, we were making a racket. So to me, there was something else going on there that I certainly can't explain. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, if you're seeing that, uh, I, I think that what you saw is very similar to, uh, what I've had several people on the show talk about where, uh, they happen to be able to hit it with light or they turn the lights on or something like that. And it's, it's like, it doesn't go away. It just kind of like, it, it sucks in the light. Like the, the light just gets consumed by it. Um, it's really interesting because for me, I have a hard time picturing what that would look like because uh, I've never experienced that. But it's funny, not funny, that's the wrong. Uh, it's interesting because you you were just saying things that I've heard before on this show. And it's just like, it's again, it's one of those things where it's like, I just, I can't even fathom what that even looks like. Uh, but it's got to be unnerving. Because that goes against everything you would even understand, you know, like science and nature and physics or whatever, like light, how light operates, you know, it, it sh- that shouldn't be possible. Right. Yeah. If, if you would have asked me before that, you know, what a ghost looked like, I would have probably, you know, pictured a, a, a half, you know, half of an apparition or something or, you know, nothing like this. And like I said, I had no idea, no exposure to what this would have been ahead of that. And it was years and years later when I finally saw something, you know, that I thought, well, hey, maybe that's what that is. Um, and it probably was. But yeah, it's the weirdest thing. It was it was exactly like a person, you know, the the shape, the outline, but just completely dark, like completely black. Um, and yeah, just kind of uh, nothing that I was expecting to see, certainly. But um, definitely, uh, definitely I saw what I saw, I, I guess is what I would say about that. Um, and, you know, t- t- kind of to your point too, I didn't feel like, a, you know, I was a little, um, I don't know if scared is the right word. Cause I was a little angry almost at first. Like, what's this guy coming up behind us for? That was just, you know, it felt like it was out of, out of, out of place or out of line a little bit. Um, you know, and then it was probably a little bit of, you know, fear and, like confusion, you know, when I um, spot, you know, put the spotlight on it. Um, but it, I never like felt any sense of dread or evil, you know, or malice. Um, it just was sort of, you know, there um, and just kind of out, you know, it seemed like even though I'm in the cemetery in Halloween, that seemed out of place. And maybe, maybe the reality is, you know, I'm the one yeah. perhaps that was out of place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would say that's probably the case right there. Uh, but I understand what you feel, what you mean by how you felt. Um, 
And I'm assuming what you, the way you've been talking and describing, you view it as it was a ghost. I mean, some people would venture into the whole idea of it being a demon or something like that. Uh, but it sounds like you're you're thinking it's a ghost. I think it probably was. Although I'll be the I'll be honest, it didn't like spark any curiosity in me uh, at all. Like I've never gone back. Um, I haven't done that sort of thing since. Um, it was kind of like almost. I almost felt in a way like, okay, um, I'm not going to do that anymore, you know? Um, so I know other people, they might have the opposite reaction where it would just create this, you know, incredible curiosity and, and they, you know, kind of keep digging into it. But to me, it felt like an, enough of a brush was something that I really didn't want to be around. Um, that, that was pretty much the end of it for me. I wasn't really interested. We never went back, never went back to the cemetery, never went on Halloween. Uh, we were kind of done uh, with it after that. Yep, I understand, man. So uh, you're you're going into the the cemetery. You have the experience that was. Uh, I'm assuming your first experience is that the only experience you've ever had then with the paranormal since you didn't want to go hunting for it afterwards. Thankfully, yes, um, exactly right. I haven't had any since, uh, and I'm kind of I'm kind of you know happy about that. I oh, think yeah. I'm I'm probably good without you know having um, dug any deeper into some of that because, you know, maybe there was a little bit of it that seemed, um, sort of ominous to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Like I, 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 I definitely wouldn't want to see that in the, in the cemetery on Halloween, you know, I mean, even though, and that's, that's the thing, like you said, I mean, it was like, you're the one out of place. Um, like like you're, you're going into a cemetery cemetery on Halloween and you expect nothing to happen. Copy that. Okay. So I guess that maybe we were kind of hoping for something to happen, but we were pretty surprised when it actually did. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things. It's like a dog chasing a car, you know, it's like, Oh, I want to get the car. What are you going to do when you catch it? I don't know. (laughs) You know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's, that's kind of how I I, I view some of this stuff too. I mean, I, I just, that I I do wonder if I ever go out there looking for some kind of monster of the woods or whatever, and I find it like, well, what am I going to do then? You know, <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly. But you know, you know it actually what's funny about it is the hunt for it is a lot of fun. Yeah, you know. But maybe when you actually bump into one, you know, not so much. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Um, but you know, you cross that that bridge when it comes, and you figure it out as in the situation. You're just like, okay, how do we right. do this? Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, it, it's interesting at least. And uh, your experience, man, it's interesting. It's interesting. And uh, at least you weren't the only one that went through it. You had a buddy with you, and uh, you know, that's good. And I'm assuming you guys, uh, you guys talked about it, and you both confirmed. Yes, we saw that. Yeah, we were super um, kind of jacked up after that. We actually just, we left. You know, we just kind of got our gear together, like we're 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 gonna leave. We were we were really spooked and left. You know, right at right after that, we just walked straight out and went back to the car, and then uh, went back to his house and talked about it for probably two hours. You know, just kind of trying to figure out what the heck it was that we saw. I mean, we knew it wasn't a person. Um, other than that, you know, it was this speculation. Um, again, it wasn't until I saw that, that show and, you know, the shadow person, I'm like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Cause it, it described it exactly as far as what we saw, but we didn't, I didn't know what to call it. 
um, at that time. It was just sort of a, you know, a figure. I just knew it wasn't a person, but I didn't know what it was. Um, so yeah, we, we debriefed a bit after that and, um, you know, kind of then kind of made the determination like, yeah, we're, I think we're kind of going to hang this up. Um, you know, maybe, maybe we shouldn't have, I don't know, but I don't really have any regrets, honestly, looking back. I think, um, I, I just didn't, didn't really want to figure out what happens next. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get it. I get it. Uh, ghost hunting isn't for everybody. Not recommended for most. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I had a little bit of a, you know, a really a cool experience, but that was enough for me. All right, well, that was Dave, and now we got ourselves a very special guest from the conference. This is the first person I was talking to at the conference. I had plans to actually sit and talk to a lot of people at the conference, but that kind of got blown out of the water when I guess everybody was being too loud. So this is the first guest that I had on, and it was one that I had no idea was coming, but I was really grateful for the opportunity. We are going to be talking to Terry, who is one of the heads of MUFON, not MUFON Tennessee, not MUFON local chapter, one of the heads of MUFON, and she was there at the conference, and I just ran into her, and we started talking. I said, hey, I have microphones over here. You want to sit down and talk? And she's like, uh, sure. And so she sits down, and we have a conversation. It kind of goes on twists and turns, but I thought it was really good, and I wanted to share with you guys, and we'll have Terry on in the future to share more of her experiences of how she got in involved in this because we really couldn't dissect the way you know I like to on the show. But before we get to Terry, I just want to give a heartfelt condolence to her and her family. Right before we sat down to have this conversation, I'd say about 20 minutes before, she got notified that her grandson was in a very bad car accident and he was in the hospital. And so she sits down with me and she has this conversation. And when you listen to her, you wouldn't have guessed that she had something really heavy weighing on her. And then after the conversation a little bit, she came up to me and told me that they were going to have to take him off life support. So uh, to Terry and all her family, our condolences here from the confessionals to you. We're sorry for your loss, and we hope that God provides grace and peace in this tough time for you and your family. What's your name? I'm Terry Lynn Keel. Okay. And, and what, what's the organization that you're with? I'm well. I'm with MUFON. I'm one of the board of directors with MUFON. Is that like I'm a local chapter that you're that you're board director on, or is it like a national thing for you? No, or what? it's worldwide. Oh. We're a worldwide organization, five hundred one c three nonprofit, and and uh, we're all over the the planet. <laughs> yeah. So I, I wasn't sure, like if so I. I like I know MUFON's like worldwide, right? Right. I, I didn't know if there's like local chapters and that's what you're talking about. Are you talking about the overall organization? There are organization? local chapters in every state, every city, you yeah. know, but um, I'm not on one because I am um, just working uh, on updating our handbooks and, okay. and our uh, the different things that we pass out and we're we're doing videos to teach and train certified field investigators. So I'm not doing... Uh, investigations right now although we do have boots on the ground everywhere mm -hmm. all over so i've just got too many irons in the fire with other things and i'm here with my husband today kevin keel of keel media but he is also the founder of he is the founder i'm sorry <laughs> Did you hey guys guys will will you guys oh. thanks 
<laughs> okay. Is this good? Can we yeah, keep going? Yeah, okay. He's the uh, founder of Enigmatic Anomalies and Paris Paranormal. And so we are a new paranormal organization that just started actually this month because we've had so many different things going on. Um, he does the Mike Weatherford show locally mm-hmm. and the Dr. Heather Gulish Melton show locally. And the MUFON shows locally, um, United MUFON. So uh, he's doing a lot of different things, but we just started the paranormal here in Paris. So we'd like to get to know the people in Paris and find out who's hanging out and get together and start yeah. something new here. Yeah, so you, you guys just bought a, a haunted house? We did. We and that's where you're living full ago. time? Yes, we live there full time. It's an antebellum mansion. Okay. It has a little um, old home like little house on it that i'm told used to be where they kept slaves really back in the day okay this is a house that's been here since 1852 and we purchased it we looked on zillow and found it and i was so impressed with it and it did not disappoint because uh, when we moved in my husband was still in florida because we came from florida and uh, where i grew up st petersburg and when we bought the house here, he was still working in uh, his job, day job, I should say, in uh, Lakeland, Florida. So he had to go back to Florida, and I was here alone. And I was in bed. It was about 3 o'clock in the morning, and someone woke me up by yanking on my leg so hard, literally, like it was just pulling my leg so hard. And because we have 10 fireplaces in the house, I thought maybe, oh, my God, my son is waking me up because maybe there's a fire. Because, you know, we Florida people, we don't use fires. I mean, yeah. it's 100 degrees yeah. down there, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's too and, hot. And, and it was like 17 degrees that night. Wow. And I thought maybe the fire was lit and there was a fire. So as I rolled over, I said to my son, who I thought was there, Jason, Jason, what's wrong? Is there a fire? Because why would anybody be pulling my leg, you know? Mm-hmm. And as I turned over, there was not one soul there. Wow. And I went, oh, okay. So it begins. So it begins. (laughs) And I said, you may not touch me. You may not harm me. And I cast you out in the name of Jesus. Uh And the next thing I did was go downstairs, make sure my son was, in fact, in bed. And he was sound asleep. And I went back upstairs and sat there for a minute and thought, I wonder who that was. And and the house... um, has quite a rich history with people that have died there, paranormal people who have lived there. Mm. There was a writer um, who used to live in the house, and he did only horror stories. Wow. And uh, he moved to Nashville, actually, and was in the house for a season. And then there was people who were famous, world-famous pianists, dueling pianists that lived in the house. Mm. But it was... um, the general who lived there in the 1800s, who was a, just a profound person. He was amazing, very holy man, mm. godly man, good man, General Adkins, who uh, lived in the house. He's buried in the cemetery just right down the street from our home. And um, he was lo- beloved by the Parisians here. And uh, the day he died, uh, you know, they brought a horse and carriage with the buggy that carried him away. And I was told it was quite the event. The entire city of Paris closed down to honor that man. Wow. So in this house, many, many things have happened. People mm-hmm. have died. Uh, many of the people that 
lived there have died. There was a terrible accident with a young man that died in the house. And uh, I've had paranormal people over who say the land is unbelievably haunted. Mm. That uh, the Civil War was, you know, fought sure. in, the, in these areas. People came through here and died. And uh, they said, uh, initially, your home, before it was built in the 16 and 1700s, was where the Indians had a spring that is on our property. And they used to come and hold their um, ceremonial, uh, like worship and mm. all that kind of thing. So many many tribes would come together on our property. So again, it's like a holy place, an yeah. anointed place. But um, the house we've got, um, like I was saying earlier, one of the children in the home is a autistic child. And he and I were in the kitchen and he was sitting at the kitchen bar and I was sitting at this little Duncan Fife in front of the fireplace. Mm -hmm. We were having our breakfast. And all of a sudden I saw a white shadowy like dress passed right in front of me and I, I sat up and I thought what and I looked at the ch at uh, the child I won't name his name but I looked at him and he was looking right at me and right at that dress wow and I said now remember autistic children don't lie they're mm -hmm. not going to make anything up because that's not who they are they're literally not capable of that and he's only uh, eight years old so as I'm sitting there, I looked at him and I said, did you see the dress? And he replies like this, hmm, hmm, hmm. And I wow. said, do you see the lady in the dress? Hmm, hmm, hmm. And I said, okay, I'll remove her. And so I said to her, you, you may not harm us. You must leave now. And she did. And then I looked back at him. He's just back eating his cereal because he no longer saw her, so he wasn't, you know, interested. Yeah. So that's another thing that happened. And then just the other day, my son and his wife were in their bed, and they had they had a shadow figure in the upper left-hand corner of their bedroom. And it moved in front of the TV, which was off, and turned it on. Mm. And it shocked them. I mean, that's shocking when something all of a sudden just flicks after you see something. Yeah. And then it went into their son's bedroom, the autistic child. And then it went down the way, out the, uh, we have these French doors that go out to the porch. It went down there and jumped down. You're fine jumped down and landed on the uh, very close to where we have a three-tier fountain and it went about 50 feet more and stood up and Jason literally saw my son literally saw this thing and he said it was so frightening it looked like some type of demon it was huge massive huge and as it stood up, it had this stuff sticking straight up out of its head, almost like like straw or something. It was very strange. And it was big. It kind of looked like what Ken Gearhart here today was talking about, the dog man. Okay. It really looked a lot like that. And, and Jason was freaked out, and his wife was so scared because you could really feel a different feeling that was happening there. Well... We went out the next day and looked on the side of that little slave house, and in the actual 
uh, side of the building that came from, uh, I, I guess you'd call them like ivy vines. This, that's what was on the side of the house. We took a picture of it. We have a picture of it. And we all freaked out. So I called some psychic friends. Uh, Margie Kay, as a matter of fact, she's amazing. She's in Missouri. And she is unbelievable with remote viewing. She remote viewed it. She saw the entire thing and reported to us, I see it in the bedroom. I see it moving in front of this and, and turning it on. I see it going out and jumping down, and she goes, go outside and, and count 60 feet, and you'll see that's where this thing is buried. This thing was once alive. And I'm wondering wow. if it wasn't something from the Indian, you know, folk who lived on that property. Yeah. And uh, like a skinwalker type of thing, mm -hmm. it really reminded me of a skinwalker because it looks, Jason described it so much as a dog man. And she said, there are people buried all over your, um, there are people buried all over your um, property. And she said, but right there, some there's a real negative energy right there. Yeah. And uh, we haven't dug it up yet, but we were thinking of putting in a pool, so maybe we will. Maybe we'll find something, and I'll keep you posted. I appreciate that. <laughs> so uh, the the MUFON aspect of things, uh, how has that been changing over the years with the government saying what they're saying about UFOs? Has it has it, has it made things shift for you guys on how either you, you perceive it, you view it, pursue it? I mean, it's got to... I mean, for years, MUFON exists, and the government's like, oh, you guys are just crazy. And now they're like, oh, actually, yeah, we have that stuff. And so how does that affect you guys? Well, it's been very, very positive. It's yeah. awesome. And um, they have invited our executive director to Washington and that is that's news that we print in our MUFON journal, mm -hmm. and it's also been on TV. But it's been very positive because there's a soft disclosure going on right now mm. because of the government finally coming to the place where they're going to tell the truth. Yeah. Previously, they didn't want to tell the truth. Uh, they wanted to hide it and make it all look like it was, you know, balloons in the sky and this and that. And they were really um, staunch at protecting what they knew. Sure. They know plenty. Oh, yeah. They know plenty. Yes. And they want to know what we know. Mm -hmm. We're the ones with thousands upon thousands upon thousands of cases that have been reported. And you can't deny that. Yeah. So disclosure is actually happening one on one when people learn of uh, or see or experience something personally mm -hmm. that is disclosure because right. you can't unknow what you've seen or heard or experienced and that happened to me in 1979 coming home from work one night there was a ufo hovered over a railroad track I was in the worship team at church I was raising my children I was teaching the children and I didn't believe in it I thought it was comic book entertainment and the next thing I know here's a ufo and I'm like what? Mm. What? You know, and I remember saying to the Lord, being a Christian, I said, why would you let me see something like this? I don't believe in this. This isn't real. And I thought, well, wait a minute. I'm looking at it. It must be real. Right. You must be allowing me to see this for some reason. What would the reason be? Mm. What, what does it have to do with me? And I felt very chosen at that moment. And this, I won't go into the whole experience because 
I don't know how much time you have here, but hours. hours? <laughs> I, I'm a podcaster. I run. My, I don't. I do whatever I want. You know. Well, I let make me just rules. tell you, it changed my life. It changed my faith. It changed everything, yeah. because UFOs are real, mm-hmm. and so are the inhabitants of them. That was the night I met the tall white. And he took me aboard a craft. There were actually two crafts there that night. I didn't know it. My car rolled up to the railroad tracks and literally shut off. And there I am. I'm 27 years old. I'm in this little Honda Civic, and my car shuts off. Mm. And I, I say to myself, Terry, whatever you do, don't get out of the car. Next thing I know, my hand's on the door, and I'm I'm out, and I'm standing there holding the uh, door jam, and I'm white knuckled, going, "Oh my God, that thing is gorgeous! Oh my God, it's beautiful! It's like..." And you're talking about the craft. The craft. But you saw you saw you saw an actual an actual craft hovered over a railroad track. But like an entity as well of some kind. Well, the entity came a, a few moments later, or. However, later, because I did have some missing time, but I didn't believe in missing time. I didn't know about missing time, so I didn't know I had it. But as I stood there looking at this uh, craft, it was just literally out of this world. And it was hard for me to wrap my mind around it because I didn't believe in it. Mm. But there it was. And it had this blue light that was, now remember, this is 1979, Mm. and we didn't have fiber optics. And there's this blue light going along the center of it, and that blue light was so beautiful. It was, it was stunning, and it almost felt like it, it was a biological ship, like it was talking to me. I wasn't afraid, mm. but I was freaked out yeah. because I, I kept going, what? This isn't real. This isn't real. So anyway, to move on, I started. I found myself standing in front of the craft, and I'm like, how did I get here? I was just holding the door jam. Yeah. How did I get here? And and that scared me. I'm like, I don't remember coming here. How'd that happen? And so then I'm looking at this craft, and I'm feeling like it's communicating with me, but not not that I could understand. But something was happening. And when I looked down at, at the ground, you know, to see where I was, I was on the tarmac, the, you know, not the tarmac, but the, um, on the uh, roadway, mm-hmm. and I was two feet off of the roadway. I was not standing on the road in front of my car. I was two feet off of it. Wow. And the thing that is so frightening about that is I wasn't rocking back and forth or just, I was as, as firmly standing there as if my feet were on the, on the uh, road. And it was at that point, this huge blue light from the right came shining on me. And another thing was in that light. And I looked at it and I thought, what the heck is that? And as it came out, I went, oh, God, no, no, no. This very thin, ultra-thin being with the longest arms that definitely went past where a knee would be, but there was no knee joint there that I could see. Thin, thin, and white. Mm. And have you ever put your finger in front of a torch or, you know, uh, you know, uh, what do you call those things? Well, a torch, you know, mm-hmm. and seen through it, you could see right straight through. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I could not like see like a flashlight. Like a flashlight. Putting it up to your finger, you yeah, see the bones inside. Yeah. yeah. He had no bones. The blue light was coming right straight through him. Okay. And he had mass, but not bones. And it was the strangest thing. And I, as I was looking at that, I was like. <gasps> 
what the heck is that? And it was so ugly. I remember going, no, 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 it's so ugly. I'm not going to look at that. I'm not looking at that. And I tried to look away, but I couldn't. It was so mesmerizing. I couldn't look away. And the next thing I know, because I'm not standing on the ground, he's in total control of me. And that's something people need to understand. They control the moment. 100%. I didn't see the trees moving. I didn't hear any any barking of dogs or I heard nothing. I could see the the um, uh, down on 30th Avenue off of 28th Street. There's a light that goes from, you know, green, you know, yellow and red. Mm -hmm. And that was working. But I couldn't hear anything. It was like I was in this bubble. They so control your moment. Mm. And and then as this white being, this tall white being was standing there, I tried not to look at it. And as he turned me and started pulling me towards him, I must have wigged out. I, I, I must have panicked or just shut down. The next thing I remember is being on the other craft, which was over to my right. Wow. I didn't even know that it was there. So, all right. For one, I want, if it's okay with you, I would like to have you on the show as a solo guest sometime to go into great detail with this, because this is something that, um, I've, I've actually got all of this uh, on a presentation because I speak at all over at UFO cons and stuff like that. If if you're fine with it, I would love to have you on the show sometime to really unpack this because there's so many things to uh, to go down. I, I, I would, I want to ask you this. Um, and this is kind of moving away from the experience, That's okay. but, uh, you mentioned how it, it impacts you on a spiritual level too. Oh, right? absolutely. Um, did it, did it awaken something inside of you where you're like, what I, what I believe five minutes ago no longer can be possible or or what i mean because no, you were mentioning about the christian opposite. faith right. so because okay, so for the audience this is not new for them like but i'm a christian and i'm and, right. and I'm, I'm i you know i don't make any i don't right. hide that right and so Good. Um, I, Good for you. when i hear people talking about the the spiritual side of things i always i and i don't really care what people think as far as how they view the world yeah, it's, I don't it's either. their life you know <laughs> it's um, their journey <laughs> yeah it's just like whatever so i with that said i i i just wanted to cuz you mentioned about how you were in the the haunted house and you rebuked in the name of jesus and Amen. right there that stuck out in my head i was like okay so she at least puts weight in the name of jesus oh absolutely there's no other name right <laughs> <laughs> There's and, no other weight. <laughs> and so, like, so the the idea of your experience and how that affected you, and and and, and so I just kind of wanted to kind of hand it over to you as far as like how did how did it affect you? Okay. Well, now remember, I was 27. Mm-hmm. I was very. I was born again, spirit filled, loved the Lord all my heart, mm-hmm. and seeing this was so off and bizarre yeah. and, and and it almost offended me and I, I called right out to lord you, you know in that moment and said why would you allow me to see this i felt i heard the lord say to me there is so much you do not know mm. and i thought okay but this you gotta be kidding me <laughs> yeah. and i i actually said these very words where do i file this Mm. How do I file this, Lord? And the thing that was so crazy is I then realized God is so much bigger Mm -hmm. than we think or even fathom. We don't know the power and the knowledge, the understanding, the 
holiness, the righteousness. I mean, he is amazing. And people give all of that to the extraterrestrials, and it's not theirs to own. It belongs to God. God (laughs) created them. It's, it's, yeah, I no, I, you're absolutely right. Uh, And, and, uh, what, what I always tell people, cause I get the the question a lot, you know, doing what I do with the paranormal, I talk about all this stuff with people and I just tell people like, if I feel like I get to a point where I can totally comprehend and understand the essence of God and his decision-making, then he's too small of a God for me to worship. That's right. I, 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 it needs to be something where it's unfathomable and I have to understand that I'm not going to figure it all out on this side. We're and I have not. to be okay with that. I, I'm not really okay with it, but I don't have any options. Well, I mean, I'm going to pursue, yeah. I'm going to pursue as much as I can, but like I, I, at the end of the day, I do think I'm going to die one day and I'm going to still have a lot of questions. We will all die one day. That's for sure. And I'm looking forward to it. And, um, I really am because I know where I'm going and I know who I love, you yeah. know, and who loves me. But the thing is, is that, the, you know, you asked the question, how did this change you? It changed me forever because even though I shared with my pa- pastor and people I was going to church with, yeah. they could not fathom this. Right. This was a conundrum for them. They're like, oh, no, Terry, that was a demon. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I know what a demon is. I'm also a demonologist, by mm. the way. I worked with the church and went into people's homes that were really hurting, people oh, that tried to commit suicide. You and I are going to have some great conversations. Oh, we are. Yeah, we are. <laughs> I'm sure we are. Because I became a demonologist because I'd seen apparitions. I've seen um, full-bodied apparitions. Mm. I've seen ghost things that just appear out of like almost an ectoplasmic um, uh, kind of like a, uh, it almost looked like smoke, but then it took form and came at me. Uh, As a matter of fact, we'll talk about this, but it burned my right eye. It went right through me. Really? And to this day, I just had these glasses made down here at uh, Dr. Taylor's, Curtis Taylor, great guy. And uh, he said to me, what happened to your right eye? Have you had an accident? I've never had an accident in my life. Did you tell him? I said, Dr. Curtis, I'm going to tell you the truth. I've never told the truth to anyone before because it's so freaking bizarre. I would never want to insult somebody's intelligence with this, but this is the truth. A spirit ran right straight through me and burned my eye. I was in the hospital that night and in an ophthalmologist's office the next day. Holy cow. We'll have that conversation. So I knew then, as a young girl, these spirits are real. They really do come at you. They're part of our life. But they don't teach you that at church. They don't teach you that at school. They don't teach you that anywhere. Unless you happen to be led by the Lord to a book or to someone who can understand these things and has walked in the shoes that Mm. I am now walking in all my life. I'm 70 years old, and all my life since I was 21, well, actually, I started my spiritual at five years old when I saw someone standing in the sky. And, you know, I I know that sounds crazy, but the Lord chose me to be this person to let Christians know the reason they're attacked and the mm. reason that all even the non-christians go through what they go through is because we're in a spiritual battle yeah yeah this I, is good versus evil wake up look at look at the politics it's good versus evil look at the tv it's the media it's good versus evil you've got the perverts and then you've got the godly 
And there's nothing in between <laughs> because the Lord said, be hot or be cold or I'll spit you out, you know? So we have a choice to make here. Yeah. And, and he came to me one day in 1973 and said to me, you are my chosen child. And I said, chosen, chosen for what? And he gave me gifts and talents. I received them from the Lord. And I died that day. I had a death and dying experience. Jeez, a whiz. I know. I know. My whole life, I mean, I'm literally sent here for these kinds of things. And I've spent my whole life trying to teach, talk to the young people, let them know the truth, the whole truth, not just what you, they want you to know. Right. You know. So, so let me ask you this. Uh, um, I, I like I said this before, but I really want to have you on the show and unpack, <laughs> we'll, we'll like block it off on your calendar an hour okay. or two. We'll we'll really we'll dive into things. Do it. Um, but uh, how how has MUFON been for you? Obviously, it has it has been a positive experience. Yes. Was it always a positive experience coming in as a Christian? Because I think there's a there's a stigma where it's like people feel like if they're a Christian, they can't be involved in these communities because these communities won't accept them. Well, I'm. I, I would say I'm proof that that's not true where I came in right away and told people where I stood on things as far as like my foundational beliefs in Christ and the paranormal community has for the most part been very accepting of me. I've had, I've ta I've sat and talked with Satanists on the show, witches on the show. Right. And, me too. and people have just been very, um, very nice and pleasant to talk to for yeah, the most part, you know, I, I believe I uh, granted, there's, there's people that really don't like me because I, <laughs> I say Jesus too much. Okay. Oh, well yeah, then go well, listen to another show. They'll get over it. Yeah, it is yeah. what it is. But I mean, yeah. I'm assuming MUFON has been pretty good for you too. Well, yeah. Um, I, I don't mix too much of, of, you know, gotcha. my beliefs with MUFON, although I'm staunch, mm -hmm. you know, I am who I am and people don't like me and that's okay. Yeah. They don't have to like me. You're not trying to be part I'm of their not, group anyways. I'm not trying to please everybody and I'm not a people pleaser. Yeah. I don't, res you know, I have very little respect for humans, you know, and how they treat each other. Mm. Um, but I do see things like that. Um, not necessarily in MUFON, but I mean everywhere, but um, not being a respecter of persons, I, I don't feel like if they don't like me, I have to be offended or I have to go into some kind of drama. Or I have to change I myself. Or I have to change because, oh my God, I got to be what they need. Yes. No, I'm who I am. I was chosen by God to be here. I have a mission. He put me on it. I had nothing to do with that. That's his calling on my life, not mine. And I am just who I am. That's amazing. And, you know, when I was a paranormal investigator, uh, with Proof Paranormal in, um, and Enigmatic Anomalies in Florida, I went out and I needed to understand. So I walked that mile in my shoes, mm. not someone else's, to understand what was happening in the paranormal realm. Demons, familiar spirits, they play games with people. They say, oh, I'm your dead grandmother, or I'm your dead this, or I'm your dead that. That's a spirit, a familiar spirit that is drawing that person into some type of darkness. Now, I'm not saying that your grandfather couldn't come to you or your grandmother couldn't come to you. I don't know if the Lord allows visitations. I know in the scriptures it, it happened. Yep. It happened. I, yep. you know, you know about the witch of Endor. Same, same yeah, it, yep. right. Yes, uh, right. Exactly. Yep. And. So we know all these things, and everything I do goes right back to Scripture. I live my life according to the Word. If it doesn't measure up, I get on my knees and I ask God, uh, okay, what am I missing here? You know, show me. Mm. Anoint my mind. 
you know, and I always plead the blood of Jesus over me because I don't want to get lies or, you know, I, I kind of walk into everything <laughs> with all my spiritual um, antenna up mm-hmm. because I need to know what is this, you know? Yeah. And, you know, we're here because I've known a lot of these speakers my whole, uh, well, I'm, I'm going to say it like the last 10, 15 years. Yeah. And um, I wanted to meet some of them personally, but I also wanted to see what they have to say, you know. And I never judge anybody. Never. It's not my play. I'm not here to judge, neither are you. Yeah, we're not I, here to judge. We're here to love. That's the thing. Like, like, you know? like, like, people, like one of the biggest, I don't know if it's a misconception or what, but people, I guess, when they think about how I view stuff, it's just like, I don't care what you've like, like I, like your life isn't my life. It isn't like, I, this is my journey. Like, I don't yours. care what, yeah. like, obviously what I believe in the moment, at least I believe is the correct thing to believe. Right. But if right. you don't, then dude, that's between you and whoever, <laughs> like, well, like I'm from not, the, you know, literally from the cradle to the grave, it is your personal journey and your relationship with God. Right. And it's who you are and what he has asked you and called you to be. And if you can't fulfill that, then he'll keep bringing you through trials and tribulations until you humble yourself, just like Jonah. You're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. There's nowhere to go. Yeah. You have to do what you're called to do in this life. And it is a spiritual battle. I tell everybody, we are spiritual beings on a human journey. Mm. And our God is the head of everything. He created everything. You know, I, people talk about evolution. I don't believe in evolution. I believe in God's creation. And I believe, I believe he created the extraterrestrials. I believe he created what we know, Satan, who he threw down here and, uh, you know, all his horde with him mm-hmm. to planet Earth. I've often said to the Lord, what were you thinking? And then you bring us here. Right. And I'm like, well, I know that your mind is higher than our minds and we can't understand, right. you know, anything that you do because, you know, that's like a squirrel saying to a human, what are you doing? You know, as if they could understand. But... Anyway, um, I just really believe that everything we're seeing here, even the cryptids, all Mm -hmm. these things that are, you know, at this paranormal conference, these things are created by God. I do believe that these things are real. I also believe that there are some interdimensional things that come to us from other places. We are not the only living creature on the planet. In, no. in the cosmos. That's the, that's the, I think that there's a transition going on with uh-huh. these communities. And uh-huh. I think people are much more open to understanding that what you experienced in the woods, what you saw out there or whatever it is, it's not just one thing. It's not right. coming from just one source. It, right. c- it, it can be coming from an interdimensional side. It and there, there could be other ones that are created by in a lab in a deep underground military base. There could be ones that maybe are created by God. Like, right. like it's just like you mentioned about like how like ET being created by God, it's just like, you know, to say that that's impossible is already putting God inside of a box that you don't want to put him in. You can't, you know, he's so amazing. He's so much bigger than we are. He's so other than us. Mm. He's nothing like us. Actually. We are literally created in his image. That's about where it ends. You know, (laughs) I I feel, I feel like God's like one of those disappointed fathers. Like how could I ever have had you as a son? Like He's like, you're pathetic. (laughs) I'm I'm wondering why after Noah, he even bothered, you know, I'm like, why didn't you just, you know, float the boat and that's the thing is there's a master plan, but, um, uh-huh. yeah. uh, so if, for people listening right now and stuff, just tell, tell them real quick again, your name, where, where they can maybe connect with you or sure. find out more about what you represent and everything. Oh, sure. Uh, my name is Terry Ling Keel and, uh, they can reach me at, um, 
terryling.com, and that's T-E-R-I-L-Y-N-G-E.com. Okay. Um, that's my blog. I, I have, um, for the sake of my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren, I have a blog that I've had probably now for 15 years. Uh, everything that has happened to me, I recorded it or I wrote it. I do have a book about a healing that I had as well that's on Amazon. Uh, it's an alien healing. Um, the Lord gave an alien a wand, which actually healed me from a very bad, and, and this, and, and I know that challenges you uh, because it challenged me, but the Lord is the one who gave the, them their gifts and talents. They do have gifts and talents, very other than us. In other words, they they use mental telepathy to communicate. We don't. We still have to use words and vo- voice, you know, mm-hmm. uh, vocal tones. They don't. Uh, they're they're other than us, but they were created by him. Mm. And I did write a book about something that happened to me in 2012. And um, the, all different experiences from the time I was five years old until just literally recently. Some of the more recent things I haven't written about yet. I'll go back and revise it. Uh, but I do have my book on Amazon. It's called Alien Healing. And it's very interesting. And it does challenge Christians. But I don't glorify the alien. Mm. I'm glorifying God. He's the one who created what the alien uses. You know, he's the one who gave them the information to do what they do. Mm-hmm. And then um, the healing device that he used, I, I tell everybody in 2012 about that. And even today, in 20, I think it was 2021, scientists discovered that the tentacles of an octopus can actually heal you. And the wand that this extraterrestrial was using looked exactly like tentacles really on an octopus wow god is so good wow. and and truth comes out no matter what and that shocked me because it was hard for me to say those things that somebody other than jesus or somehow other than god we could be healed mm. but we have uh, drugs today that do that too okay and and people don't think about those things you know there are drugs that can heal things you know but extraterrestrials have wands that can heal things Mm. you know and if people were just taught the truth they could understand it it's so much easier and you can understand your own personal life and your own personal journey if you have the truth yeah if you don't have the truth you're you're kind of always wondering you know you you don't really have your sea legs in life so to speak Mm. you know you're kind of a feather in the wind you don't know what to believe you know or how to believe so yeah this is very very interesting. <laughs> That's awesome, Terry. I appreciate you sitting down and talking with me a little bit. Yeah, sure. It's been great. Yeah. I- Thank you for having me. Right. Well, that was Terry. And now we're moving on to Lisa. And Lisa had called in to share an experience that she had with her and her kids and of all places, famous footwear. I thought it was interesting because it was a very public place. But hey, paranormal knows no bounds when it comes to privacy and publicity. So here's Lisa and her experience with her and her family in famous footwear.
Okay, today we got Lisa on the show. Lisa, how are you? Good. How are you? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's been a uh, been a bit of a crazy day here, running around like crazy and stuff. And uh, I'm sure you're pretty busy too with uh, your field of work. So, uh, Lisa, you emailed us about a situation that had happened at Famous Footwear with your kids. And so, if you could just you know share with us. You know, what were you doing there? Were you shopping? <laughs> uh, but uh, let us know what happened. Yeah. So um, this happened about 10 years ago. And I'm not sure if Famous Footwear is a, it goes, you know, national company. But if you've ever been there, it's shaped like a rectangle. They're all shaped the same. And so they're long when you walk in. And then they're also, you know, the shoes will be set up on, uh, countertops or, you know, on the side of the wall, but you can see all the way to the end of the store. So, um, I went in there with my two kids, Barrett was nine or 10 and sailor was six or seven ish. And it was back to school. It was August. And, um, I walked in and just as a mother, I knew I was going to let Barrett look for his own shoes. And so I just kind of scan, skim the, um, the store just to see, is there any danger? You know, is it safe for him to go over there by himself? And so the only people I saw in the back of the store was another mom with kids. And so I said, go find your shoes and I'll help your sister. So that's what we did. It probably took 20 minutes or so. And um, I went over to him and said, you know, did you pick out your shoes? He said, yes, it was great. We paid for it. And then on the way out, he says, did you see that man talking to me? And I said, no, what man? And he goes, the homeless man. And I said, there was not a homeless man in there. And he goes, yeah, he was homeless. He was dressed like uh, army clothes. It was all dirty. His hair was all messed up. And he had all those Kroger bags in his hand. <laughs> and I said, dude, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't see a man like that. And he said he was yelling at me. You didn't hear him? And I said, no. <laughs> and so, you know, I asked my daughter, did you see or hear this man? And she said, no. And so I'm asking him, what did the man say? And he said, all he said was, did you find what you were looking for? And Barrett said, yes, sir. And then the man said, was it worth your time? And he said, yes, sir, again. And then he says the man just walked to the back of the store and, and seemed to just walk out of the store. And he was just gone. And, um, you know, it's just so baffling because there's just no, I just can't imagine him talking to this man and me not seeing it. Because you can see, like I said before, across the entire store. And um, I thought you know, you doubt yourself. And I thought, okay, maybe a man did come in and talk to him, but he says this man was yelling. He's yelling at me. You didn't hear him yelling. And I'm just saying, no, no, you know? So like I said, it's been 10 years and it's funny because every year around back to school, I'll go to Barrett and say, you know, okay, tell me again <laughs> what happened. We went in the, we went in the, you know, store, you know, just to go over it again, because it's just so unexplainable. It's just, I don't have any explanation for it, but he saw this person. He could describe him clearly. He knows what he said and it's not changed this whole time. 
Wow. So, I mean, yeah, it's like you could say, uh, no, I didn't see the man, but, you know, maybe, you know, it was just a quick interaction, a quick, you know, exchange and, and I missed him, you know, and that that's the uncertainty right there as a parent. That, that's something somebody could get that close to your kid and you don't even realize it. Uh, but when he's saying the yelling part, like you would have heard that, you know, and so it, it really makes you feel like, you know, there was something paranormal going on. Um, is there, a, I mean, I don't know, like, is there a history with that area as far as like, but the, the, he said the guy was like wearing army clothing, right? Yeah. He was like a homeless veteran is what he looked like. And he even had the, you know, messed up hair. Like he looked like he'd been sleeping on a street, like you would see on a street corner and had these grocery bags. I mean, it was so detailed. And I thought, you know, cause I'm thinking also, well, I thought, I don't know if they would let a homeless person just wander around the store. You know, I'm just trying to justify what it was, but I can't get past. I can't explain the yelling. He said he was yelling at me so loud. And it, I, I just didn't see it. I didn't hear it. And I was no longer, I was probably never more than 20 feet away from him. Interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, I, that, that, I just find, I find it interesting of the, the location. Like it doesn't seem like there's a natural explanation for the location to have that kind of an experience. No. So we, this is the, um, in Magnolia, Texas, it's right outside of Houston I think the shopping center at the time was newly built, probably a few years old. You know, it was big. It had Target and famous footwear, all these restaurants, you know, just your typical uh, place that you would go shopping and eating and everything. And I don't really know the history of the land or, or really anything before that, you know, that would explain anything except hmm. that it was just, a, you know, a field. Yeah. Uh, very strange. Uh, are, is you, are you or your family any, uh, are you guys strangers to the paranormal outside of that? Or have you had uh, experiences in your life at all? We've had, um, little experiences every now and then. So for example, my husband, one of his, um, grandmothers was a heavy, heavy smoker. And so every now and then he'll smell, you know, the cigarette smell, and so will I. And I really wasn't around her very much, but I was driving his car one time. I drove it to work. And then when I got in to leave, it was this heavy cigarette smell. And I, I thought, oh my God, I got in the wrong car. Whose car is this? Because we don't smoke. And then it just went away, but it was in the right car. You know, so just little things like that have happened. Um, my grandmother also had a very distinct smell in her house. And when I was picking the kids up a long time ago from school, it, it was when that Sandy Hook started there happened that, um, you know, the active shooter. Yeah. And so everybody was upset, you know, so I went and picked up the kids and they all climbed in the back of the car and I, sm I smelled my grandmother's smell and it shook. It just shocked me so much. I just kind of sat there and thought, what? I mean, I just kind of sat there and froze and didn't even move. But after a few seconds, you know, people were getting mad. So I, I drove off, but I smelled her and I thought, well, maybe she was just, you know, with the kids because it was a bad day, you know, and for the country that really just that's kind of it. Just small little things like that have happened. Yeah. You know, I, I find I find the smell thing interesting and 
I, the first time I ever heard that was from a friend, a childhood friend, actually, who I connected with shortly after I started the podcast. His dad uh, and his uncle together had a Bigfoot encounter and they had different paranormal experiences as kids growing up. And uh, my friend, though, was like, basically, he didn't believe any of it. And uh, it didn't matter if his dad told him. He's like, I don't believe it, you know. And he did tell me, though, that one time I think he was visiting his grandfather's grave and he got back in his truck and smelled his grandfather in the truck. And he's like, I don't know how. So that was the first time I ever uh, heard that. And then I've heard it since then. And I do know and I'm not saying this is you, but I do notice the pattern where a lot of times people who have doubts about the paranormal, uh, they do have. uh, How do I say this? Not everybody who has doubts, but like people who have this experience of smelling somebody that they recognize tend, in my experiences of talking to people, tend to uh, go into those experiences with uh, doubts about the paranormal in general. Uh, is is that you or or not? No, you know, I believe 100%. And I've always said too, you know, I wish I could see something, you know, for sure, that would really just cement it 100% in my mind. And I'd never see anything like that, but, um, you know, or see a ghost or anything. But no, I, I do believe I'd like to see something and, and have a more concrete experience. And the same with the Sasquatch, you know, I, I believe it, I but I want to have my own experience too, just to really cement it in my head, I guess. But yeah, I believe, I believe that stuff happens. Well, there's plenty of places in Texas uh, that you know you could have that Bigfoot experience if you if you so dare. Uh, so, um, the, you know, I heard the Big Thicket is real uh, real active at night. I know. I can't get anybody to go with me even during the day out there. They're just too. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I understand. I, I when I was down in Houston, uh, or was I in Houston? No, I was in the Dallas area and. Uh, I was with Wes from Sasquatch Chronicles and it was like, I don't know, 10, 11 o'clock at night. And I was like, let's go down, let's go down to Houston where these, these Bigfoot are and stuff. And, uh, it was like, I didn't realize it was like a four hour drive. And so we wouldn't have got there till like three o'clock in the morning. The Bigfoot were probably like, you know, wrapping up the night at that point. So, (laughs) uh, we uh we didn't go but one of these days i imagine with my documentary team we'll make our way into texas and do some uh do a documentary on bigfoot in texas so uh it should be fun but uh lisa i appreciate you sharing these little stories and stuff with us and uh it, it's interesting i don't know how to explain it i think it's a little weird uh that your son had that ex- experience in a f- a, a, a shoe store it was a famous footwear and uh it, 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 he and the cool thing, the, uh, I guess it's a cool thing. He remembers it to, to this day. And when you talk to him about it, he still confirms it. Exactly the exact same detail. Um, yeah, it, it's just it's crazy that he he just thinks he you know. And so all this time he's like, it's not a ghost, whatever. He's denying it. And then finally, this last year, he said, you know, it must have been, it must have been something that only I saw. You know, so he finally kind of admitted it. <laughs> but. um You know, I I don't know. It's strange. That's for sure. All right, next up, coming in hot from the conference, we got Leo. And Leo comes on for a small little conversation with me. He talks, well, I should say he teases us about his dogman encounter. And then we talk about some other things, too. So let's get to Leo right now.
All right, we're here with Leo at the conference. Leo, get a little closer to the microphone. All right, there we go. Don't be scared of it. Uh, so, uh, Leo, first of all, um, I want to ask you, why are you here? Do you enjoy the content or have you had experiences? Um, a little bit of both. Really? Uh, I do enjoy the content, but I have had an experience. Um, I only spoken about it with my wife, though. Okay. Um, she's the only one that knows what happened. Um, and are you not in the confessional booth on the confessions uh, confessionals right now? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> I've never talked to anybody but my wife about this and I'm not going to be spilling it on the, to the world right now. I've, I don't fine. think I'm quite I'm ready not, yet. I'm not trying to pressure you. That's no, fine. No, yeah, no, no, I'm not quite ready yet. Um, it, it left an impact on me, yeah. um, you know, to, to say the least. And, uh, yeah. I got you. I got you. I mean, that's kind of like, I think a lot of people here probably have some kind of, some kind of experiences where, uh, they actually get involved in these communities because of the experiences. It's not always just an interest. I mean, even me, like I always say on the show that like, I, I have, I, I haven't really had a ton of experiences or nothing ever happens to me. Things happen to me. It's just nothing like I hear on the show. Like, Right. I've never been chased by a dog man down the highway going 75 miles an hour, you know? Yeah. Wish I did, but I don't. <laughs> right, right. I haven't had that experience. So, uh, but yeah, I think that, you know, that's kind of a common thing for everybody here. Now, um, you came here. Uh, how many of these like speakers and people here were, did you know of before you got here? Most of them. Most of them? Yeah. So you like dive hard into the community. Yeah. You're like, yeah. Well, I've always been into it. Um, mm -hmm. Just when I had my experience with the dog I had with the dog man I had no You idea. had an experience with dog man. Yeah. That's what you're talking about? Yes sir. So you had an experience you only told your wife you're not ready to tell the world and you just told you just teased me that yeah. you had an experience with dog man. Yeah. You're killing me, bro. But it's okay. Yeah. But you're killing me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was I mean it 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 flipped everything I knew upside down because yeah. at the time when it happened um it was in the early 2010s and I didn't know anything about dogman i didn't know they existed you know as far as i knew werewolves were a thing of fiction um not the case no apparently not uh i've always been in you know like i mean cryptozoology's always been a thing for me back in the lauren coleman days yeah um, yeah and i have two of his books um and he's always been a big inspiration of mine but this was as out of left field as you can be in the cryptozoological world at the time for me. Yeah. I didn't know what I was looking at and it flipped my view upside down. Wow. Um, Let me ask you this. You don't have to tell a story or anything, but do you, from your experience, and we don't know what the experience is. We're not going to find out today, but <laughs> from your experience, do you feel like dog man is physical or something other, maybe interdimensional? No, what I saw was 100% physical. Um, okay. Yeah, in front of me, mm -hmm. right there. Um, there's gotcha. no, it, I, at least from what I could see, there was yeah, nothing no, yeah. it's ethereal your perspective, about it. Yeah, your there experience, was your vantage point. Ethereal about it. Yeah. It was walking, breathing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, you could, I could see, you know, yeah. taking it. Physical could, aspects that correct, yeah. show that, yeah, I understand. Were you scared? <laughs> <laughs> was I? That's an understatement, man. I didn't. I, again, I didn't know what I was looking at. Yeah. Um, it was. 
Yeah. And it, while I, I, I wasn't by myself, but I'll say my friends weren't next to me at the time. Gotcha. Uh, okay. But uh, it is, it, yeah, I was scared. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I would be too. Like, I, if I went to, which I did, I went to Kentucky hunting a dog, man. And even then, if I would have had a, if came across it, I would have been terrified. Right. Terrified. Yeah. No, this happened back in Florida. So in my so, home state. Gotcha. Well, they're everywhere. Yeah. They're everywhere. Yeah, uh, they are. So what about any ghostly stuff? Have you had any experiences with that at all? I, I haven't had any ghost experiences. Um, my wife is, she dwells more into that and she has had her own experiences. Um, but me personally, I haven't. Yeah. Um, so I can't, I can't speak on that behalf. Right. Yeah. Um, gotcha. As far as the only experiences was the one that I just teased you guys with. Yeah, yeah. Right well, now. listen, if you ever get to the point where you'd like to talk about it, um, forget about Wolf over here at Paranormal Roundtable. Yeah. Talk to me. No, I'm just kidding. Nah, for sure. I'm uh, kidding. Yeah. Well, whatever, she, whatever you want to do. I don't well, care. my wife has been... No pressure. Pressuring me to come forward <laughs> really? for, for a little bit. Yeah. When, whenever you're ready. Whenever yeah. you're ready. Yeah, 100%. Um, so before you roll out of here, uh, I wanted to grab you because... Uh, you and I were talking last night about your company, and I think that this is something that there. Listen, we have a big audience at the confessionals, yeah. and uh, I think that there's probably people out there that might benefit from this product that have children. In this case, uh, adaptive bike chairs. Yeah. Now, what is adaptive bike chairs, and why do you have that company? Um, well, adaptive bike chairs is a company founded by my wife and I, and our. Uh, 13-year-old son, he's severely autistic, nonverbal. So basically what that means is, you know, he can't communicate. He can't, he has trouble doing just basic things in life. Mm -hmm. uh, things that you and I take for granted. Um, he can walk just fine, uh, but he can't ride a bike. You know, he can't participate in activities. And as a family, when we go out, we would like to bring the whole family with us. Uh, one thing that me and my wife particularly enjoy is riding our bikes. Um, so with that, um, uh, we kind of brainstorm a little bit on what we can do to include the whole family, not just the other kids. And, um, you know, we, we sat there, I drew up some blueprints. I'm, uh, a fabricator welder by trade, um, with some engineering background. So, you know, I got on, uh, the computer, got on the CAD program and her and I kind of designed this thing uh which it's hard to describe unless you see it uh you guys can go check out our website adaptivebikechairs.com to get an idea of what it is uh but you attach it to a bike and it is um it lets you bring your loved one with you mm -hmm. um it's they sit up front we use a uh, high back chair so that we can uh, use our five point harness to attach them and make sure that they're not going anywhere and uh, it just lets you bring your loved one, like I said, go enjoy the outdoors, mm -hmm. uh, which is something that a lot of, you know, again, we take all that for granted. Yeah. But unfortunately, they, they, they so, can't. So, so you and your wife like riding bikes, and now your son can ride with Come you. Come with us, yep. And enjoy the view, because he's got a front seat. Yep, he's got a front row seat. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, we make ours out of uh, aluminum, uh, so it's lightweight, very easy to, uh, mm -hmm. you know, push around. And uh, they attach to any bike. Uh, if you go to our website, uh, there is an order form you have to fill out where we do need specific measurements from you guys uh, in order for me to make it fit whatever bike sure. you own. So, um, so, like, you're the one making it. Correct. I you, make them from the ground up. And uh, the... 
this this whole this whole thing is something that you know you guys do full time now. Yes. And what happened was you guys posted something on Facebook and it went viral the next day. You woke up and it was like thir- what three thousand yeah, shares no, or something it, like that. It, well, it wasn't the next day. Um, we had we had uh, been going for roughly about a month, uh, maybe a month and a half. And, you know, obviously things were slow. I mean, sure. we just thought yeah. it'd be something to do for a little bit of, you know, like a side hustle for, yeah. some, for some extra cash. See if there's a market for it. Right. And then right, just one day, it, it must have gone viral. Somebody must have shared it in the right group or, you know, right comment or whatever and yeah it just took off and as i was getting ready to head out for work that morning uh my wife stopped me and she was like babe you, you got to look at this and it was just amazing the amount of support the positive comments we were receiving and uh we initially opened it up for local pickups uh because we hadn't figured out the logistics of uh shipping but then mm-hmm. once we got that figured out it just took off. That's awesome, man. Uh, well, the name of the company, Adaptive Bike Chairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, hit them up. You can hit them up on Instagram, at Adaptive Bike Chairs. Uh, Facebook, at Adaptive Bike Chairs. Looks like Twitter is Bike Chairs. Yep. The website chairs. is adaptivebikechairs.com and adaptivebikechairs at gmail.com. Correct. So, I, you know, if anybody out there that has uh, a loved one that could benefit from this or knows somebody... Right. Uh, this seems like something that bringing talk about bringing families together. Yeah, it is, you know? and, it, and it's not just for uh, special needs children or special needs adults. It's also for people with mobility issues, gotcha. uh, the elderly. Um, you know, basically anyone that's got any kind of mobility issue mm. or mobility impairment, they can they can use that. Awesome. Um, so we're not limited to you know, and they can hold up to two hundred and fifty pounds. Uh, that's what I tested them out to. Wow. So yeah, that's great. That's great. So, uh, listen, guys, uh, if you're if that's something that interests you, go ahead and check out the website. Check their stuff out. And uh, I mean, 250 pounds, and and it's it's being designed by a guy who welds. Like you know what you're doing. It's yes. not like you're like oh, it clips on with this plastic piece. Trust no. me, it'll hold 500 pounds. No. Like <laughs> this is for real. So, uh, I imagine there's a lot of people that listen right now that actually would benefit from it. So, uh, right. I appreciate you sharing about it. No problem, man. And uh, just a, a quick, uh, just to give you guys a brief on my background, go into that to assure you guys a little bit. Um, I do have experience, um, you know, in the fabrication field, uh, 12 years. I've done work for NASA. I've done work for SpaceX. Oh, wow. Um, okay. So, you know, it's it's all what I say is what you get. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's we, what you were doing before you started doing this full time, right? Correct. Yeah. Like I find it, I find it so crazy is that like you started this and like a month, month and a half later, something happens and all of a sudden you walked into work the next day and said, I quit. Pretty much, yeah. That's crazy. I, yeah, I literally just went up to my boss and I was just like, hey, man, uh, my company took off. Last and night. Last uh, night yeah, it took last off. Night, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, no, that's that's exactly how it went. I was like, hey, last night my company took off and uh, I'm going to have to say goodbye. And he, he wished me the best. He said, you know what I'm, you know, do what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. So. And there, there, there's going to be a spot for you when you come, if you need to come back, you know. Yeah. But hopefully that never happens. No, I hope not. Yeah. I mean, that's the way I feel about the truck driving. If I have to go back to truck driving, I will. But I'm trying not to. I'm trying yeah. to continue to this, this whole thing. Cause I, like, I think talking to people and relating with them is a pretty sweet gig, and I enjoy it. So yeah. Um, but anyways, Leo, I appreciate you being here, man. No problem, man. Awesome. Appreciate you for all you do. All right. Thanks a lot to Leo and his family for coming out and teasing me with that dog man encounter. Maybe one day he'll come on the show. But more importantly, friends, if you or somebody you know in your life could really benefit from adaptive bike chairs, 
Point them in the direction of the website, adaptivebikechairs.com, and contact Leo and his wife because they would be absolutely happy to help you and set you and your loved ones up with what they create. Now, friends, we're moving on here to John, and John is somebody that has a yucca man or a yucca man or a yucky man. I don't know how to pronounce it. I always forget how to pronounce it. It's yucca, yucca man, whatever it is. He has an encounter he wants to share with us today on the show, so let's get to John right now. All right, today we got John on the show. John, what's going on, man? How's it going, man? Man, it's going. It's going. It's going. Hey, listen, John, it's not every day I get a Yucca Man encounter. Uh, I know I had one a few years ago, and uh, you actually, this isn't even your encounter. This is your aunts and uncles, right? So uh, why why don't you just uh, walk us into this uh, experience that was told to you and how it played out for them? Okay, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I know people don't like their the story secondhand, but like <laughs> I can assure you I interviewed her up and down about it and like she's annoyed with me at this point about it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it, it's it's it is what it is. If we can't get them, we'll have you. It is what it is. I mean, yeah. But uh basically uh what was it? Uh around like dusk in a little town called Yucca Valley, California. Um my aunt and uncle were driving along, and then um, these two creatures uh, walked out in front of her in uh, the car. Um, they were hairy, had had human faces. Um, she says she felt the earth shake when they walked. Um, they both like uh, were pretty much. They're all walking in unison, if that makes sense. Like like mirrored each other. Um, looked over at my aunt and uncle. And then uh, turned their heads and kept on walking. And then my aunt and uncle were just like got the chills and looked at each other like, what the hell was that? There was also a pack of wild dogs following them, which is weird. Yeah, that is weird. Uh, the pack, yeah. did they have any ideas as to what was up with a pack of wild dogs? Um, not, no, <clears throat> what I can gather from it is like uh, these things were like, uh, posing as like an alpha male or some like makeshift. They're like stray dogs and stuff, I guess. And then like they all huddled together as a pack <laughs> is, is what I assume. But either way, there's a pack of uh, stray wild dogs following it. <laughs> These two things that are, she said they're big too. Like she was afraid of them, of it, like flipping the car over. So this, um, these two creatures that they saw walking across the road, uh, did they act aggressive at all to them, or was it more just a casual stroll across the road? Um, well, it was kind of like they were stomping uh, in a dominant fucking uh, manner, <laughs> and then they they both looked over at my aunt and uncle the same at the same time, like turned their heads, and then like didn't see them as a threat, I guess, and then turned their head back forward, and then kept on marching. That's interesting. And that that's Yucca Man and Yucca Valley, right? Right. Is that where the original story of the Yucca Man comes from, I guess, huh? Um, I get yeah, he's from that area, the high desert. Uh also down there by Borrego. I've uh I've looked up uh pretty much everything there is to know about it after like she told me about it. (laughs) And uh uh yeah, it's not it's not too far from Joshua 
a national park either. I think it's like seven miles away from it. So with the Yucca Man, what are your vibe? What's your vibe on it after you looked into it and everything? I mean, are you are we thinking uh, a Bigfoot type, or do you think that Yucca Man is a totally different creature? Um, it's like a Bigfoot type. It's, it's been here since like, well, the, the reports go back since like the 1800s when it first started getting uh, sighted. Did they call so, it the Yucca know, Man like back some, then? Um, no, no. Um, <clears throat> I think they called it a Borrego Sandman. <laughs> uh, it, it has uh, some, a bunch of different names. Uh, Indians called the Talkwees. Talkwees. Uh, yeah, there's a Talkwees Mountains by there, too. I think that's probably what they're named after those. Interesting. Oh, yeah. So have have you ever seen anything out there? Um, no, not so much. Uh, I was on another podcast uh, a while ago, and uh, some other chick came forward and said that uh, she heard she heard this thing like uh, a roar or shriek out out at Jeff Virginia National Park. She didn't see it, but she heard it roar, and like it, it scared her and her camp uh to death and like they knew like from the sound of it like it was like a bigfoot type creature and she she was like same thing like interested in all these stories and she heard about the yucca valley thing and she just had to like come forward and so like that was a trip that was in 2017 i think yeah i was just recently out in the woods myself and i heard a bigfoot for the first time in my life man freaked me out i couldn't believe it oh yeah and i wasn't even out there really thinking bigfoot i was hunting ghosts in an old World War II prisoner of war camp, and I freaking hear a Bigfoot yell. I knew there was Bigfoot out there. Same with Dog Man, but uh-huh. it wasn't on my brain, man. It wasn't on my brain. I, yeah. I had the K2 meter out, and I was planning on uh, just, you know, doing K2 meter stuff, and the, the K2 meter was hitting, and we were getting activity, and all of a sudden, off in the distance, we hear this yell, and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Unbelievable. <laughs> I was stunned. I was stunned. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably the same thing this chick built. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. So, is this a story that uh, your aunt, your aunt and uncle went through? Is this a story that you know they talk about a lot, or is it something that they don't really talk about? You kind of pulled it out of them. Um, well, it's, it's kind of like they talk about it when, like, you know, when we're all talking about like stories like that, then like we tell her, you know, we'll bring up a weird story, then they'll have that weird story to tell. Yeah, but now I like. I, uh, every time I see her, I, uh, try to pull it up. I, I got her to draw me a picture of it too. I don't know if you guys do pictures. Yeah. I mean, I you could, just uh, send it over. If you upload it. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll do that too. Um, but yeah, she said, um, I don't know. She described it as kind of like vampire looking too or something. Really? Um, the human, yeah. She said the human face really stood out. And like the weird part too is in, is in a, it was in a residential neighborhood kind of. It was like halfway residential, and then there was like walking into the a field, basically where there's like trails of wasteland. So it's like it wandered into town for a minute, and then like turned around or something. Yeah, that's interesting. Have you has there been other sightings in that area that you know of? Um, uh, not that I know of. My aunt says she's talked to a couple of people and said that uh, they said uh, they had a couple of sightings, but those weren't like reported i guess but like i guess you know talk word of mouth talk of the community uh, a couple of people i guess have yeah I, I imagine you know the culture in california is probably different than say in kentucky you know i know in kentucky it's like 
you could probably wander into some of these rural areas and just start talking, asking people questions and somebody's bound to have seen something or know somebody that saw something. But I imagine, you know, it's not like that. Yeah. People keep it to themselves in other areas and stuff. So it's understandable for sure, but that, that is interesting. So, uh, they, they see these two creatures, they're walking across the road, uh, covered in hair, humanoid faces, and the ground shook when they walked. Right. And they're, and they're walking in unison, uh, unison as in like one in front of the other, or as in like, uh, you know, both doing the same exact thing at the same exact time. The same thing at the same time. <clears throat> like they're, uh, in, they're in sync with each other, basically. Like they turn, they turn their heads at the same time and then they took the, each step at the same time. Like that's interesting. It reminds me of, uh, Back in the day, I don't even know if roller skating rinks exist these days, but uh, back in the day when I was a kid, I used to go to the roller skating rink. I don't know if that was, I don't know if I should admit that publicly or not, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> when, you know, I was like in elementary school, it was a thing to do, I guess, where I grew up. And we would go to the roller skating yeah. rink. And um, there, there was always these people that they called it shuffling. And, and it was like three or four people, you know, going around the rink together and they would mirror each other perfectly. And I was always fascinated as to how they did that. I, I, I don't think I could have ever done, you know, gotten that good to do that. But that's what it sounds like to me. It's like almost like these two things were shuffling. They were doing the exact same thing together. Right, right. I don't know, man. It's weird, though. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like they got, they usually got like the chills and looked at each other like, what the hell is that? Like afterwards, like something they should have seen, I guess. Oh, yeah. No, definitely not supposed to. At least, uh, I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't say not supposed to see, but uh, definitely something that they probably would never guess they would have saw. You know, right? You said, yeah. You said they were in the car, right? Man, that must have been some heavy footprints, man. If it was shaking the ground like that, yeah, yeah, it makes me think like maybe they're like kind of supernatural or something. Like I don't know. See, I I wasn't going to say it, but I, I was waiting for you to say it. That's what. That's the vibe I was getting too. Yeah, like maybe these things are like from another realm or something. Yeah, do you think it's possible that these things could be uh, interdimensional? Um, yeah, definitely. I think yeah, I think they have the power to like maybe disappear and reappear at, at will if they're like walking through town and stuff like that without causing like mass panic. <laughs> yeah, and maybe they could not. People just see the dogs and think nothing of it. And like there's earthquakes out there all the time. So people feel the ground shake and they probably just think it's another earthquake when really these things are just walking by or something. That's crazy. Did she give you an idea of how tall these things were? I know you said that she said they were big. Yeah, she said they're big, but she she said only like four feet or something tall. What? Really? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know, maybe up to our chest, but I guess they're more wide. So either. These things, clearly then, if, if these things were there, they had to be some kind of supernatural. Because, I mean, shoot, four, four by four creature or something like that, I mean, shaking the ground, that doesn't make sense to me unless right. there's something more supernatural happening. Yeah. Yeah, probably like, I don't know, like a cow. <laughs> a cow's like not that tall, but it's still like girthy. Yeah, and we don't feel cows walking on the ground while we're right. in cars. yeah. Exactly. I mean, I, I remember, oh man, I'm t- we're probably talking at least 10 years ago, there was an earthquake out here in Pennsylvania and I was in my car at a red light 
and I started feeling my, my car swaying. And I'm like, uh, this is weird. You know, and I, I was like <laughs> looking around and I'm like, I, I couldn't really tell if anybody else's car was swaying because like mine was swaying just a little bit. And I, I grabbed my phone and I, I went to go text my wife to say, I think I was, might've been just in an earthquake. And then she just texts me from her job and she's like, we just had an earthquake. And I'm just like, okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one. So, <laughs> but uh, they call it the great earthquake of Pens- in Pennsylvania. It, it like knocked over a lawn chair or something like that. So <laughs> nothing too major compared to what you're used to. Right, right. All right, well, that was John, and now we're going to bring on Andrew. And listen, friends, here's the thing about me. I'm really bad at events, okay? So I was invited to do this event, and, you know, usually when people are invited to go do events at conferences and things, they have things to sell. They have merch to sell to people because, you know, it's it's a nice opportunity to, you know, maybe cover the gas money you spent getting there, right? Well, I'm not one of those guys. I am awful with merch. I don't keep anything stocked. You never hear me talk about the awesome t-shirts in our store. None of that stuff ever makes it to the airwaves because I suck at it. And so I, on that note, didn't have any merch to sell because really I didn't think anybody would want any. But also I honestly didn't even think about trying to stock up on merch to go to this event until it was kind of too late to get things to the printers and get to me. And I was like, oh man, what am I going to do? I'm just going to be that loser sitting in a corner on a chair saying, hi, I'm Tony. Well, Andrew came in for the day and saved my butt. He set up on my table, my merch table. He set up all his paintings of what he does. You see, he's a spray paint tat. I'm, I'm sorry. Let me rewind. Andrew, if you're listening right now, I'm not trying to offend you. You're not a spray paint artist. You're a tagger. You have great abilities to tag things. And I'm sure at one time you did the trains and tractor trailers and things like that. But now you do it in a more constructive way. And you make these beautiful pieces for people to purchase that are all different kinds of topics and categories. And he came in for the day to set up his artwork on my table. So I didn't look like such a lame. So Andrew comes on today to talk about his artwork and some other experiences. It was just a good conversation. Let's get to Andrew right now. All right, we got Andrew here. Do you want to go by Andrew? Whatever, man. Medina, Andrew. Medina. Drew. Like, what do your friends call you? Medina. Medina. Yeah. Medina. I like it. <laughs> so, uh, Medina. First of all, let's talk to people about what you're doing here because you're not just here as a fan of all this stuff. You actually do something that I think is pretty cool. So, I actually. So, for the people that to know, uh, I suck. Okay. And <laughs> I, uh, I'm a podcaster, right? And I don't do a whole lot of events to begin with. Uh, Josh Turner asked me to come out and do this. And I was like, well, first of all, it's in Tennessee. So that's, that's already a, a good, I don't have to leave my, my wonderful home state of Tennessee. Uh, and then on top of that, uh, I wanted to help Josh out and be part of the, his first event. Right. Yeah. But because I don't do a whole lot of events and I suck at selling and, and all that stuff, I don't have any merch. 
And hey, hey, man, everyone's been asking, hey, you got any t-shirts, bro? I'm like, no, why would you want to wear my face? It's weird. <laughs> but but uh, they, so people were asking, I'm like, no, but I, I'm going to, I'm going to start working on getting merch and stuff. Like I want to get some cool stuff, t-shirts and stuff, but other cool stuff. But I didn't have anything. And I was like, well, I'm just going to have a table with a microphone on it. How's that? You know? And then you were tagging me on Instagram uh, your artwork. And I was like, that's sweet. And I asked you if you'd come and you'd be my vendor for my table. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. So, uh, tell people what you do. Hey, what's going on guys? Uh, I'm Medina. Um, you can find me on Instagram called uh, Drew's tags. I basically, uh, tag up artwork on a poster board and, uh, cryptids. So that's basically what it is. And, uh, I'm gonna try to tap into some like creepy pastas and then, and then like when the NFL starts up, I'm gonna do a lot of NFL teams and just, so you're not gonna li- you're not limiting yourself not to not limiting myself in a box. Awesome. I think limit, that's man. a great idea. I think it's a great idea. Don't ever do yeah, it. Yeah. Don't do it. You know. Um, so you do, you're gonna be doing the paranormal cryptids. Then you're gonna be doing sports. You can do it all. Yeah, that's sports, great. Sports. Um, and also um, you should start doing para- like conspiratorial stuff too. Like yeah, I do can Bill do Gates that. with like a <laughs> like a vial or something. Yeah, or like Epstein. Yeah, that's not even conspiracy. That's fact. If you want to do fact. factual paintings? Go ahead, do that one. Heck yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, uh, we do not support Epstein or any of his associates here. Ew. On this program, changed my mind. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, what I thought about doing. I thought about putting up a sign for for uh, right here and just saying, "Dog man is an interdimensional entity." Changed my mind. That's sweet. Just dude. Like, like, <laughs> next time, next time, that'd be great, right? That'd be sweet, dude. Oh man, but uh, yeah. So uh, you, you're doing this stuff. Obviously, you have an interest in it, right? Yeah, definitely. In these topics. Uh, now, ha- do you have an interest in these topics because you've had an experience, or is it just because you think it's kind of cool? Uh, I've kind of had an experience uh basically with towards like the paranormal and then uh with uh basically with uh with the bigfoot um uh i'll just break it down in a nutshell i had a lot of paranormal experiences uh, when i was growing up um we lived in this pretty busted old house i I grew up poor for a little while like me and my mom were out in the street and then uh my aunt she moved down from uh from like an hour away from the city in the same city that we were at and she found out we were living on the street and she's like this ain't happening move in with me so we moved in with her and um you know my mom and my aunt they basically did like the best they could but i was at home a lot alone go to school daycare in that home my mom she tried to do the best she can but i noticed things at at nighttime um going up and down the stairs and i used to sleep on the couch a lot and uh, in the middle of the night, I would see like shadow people walking up and down the stairs. And I'm like, there is, it would just, I would just be so scared. I couldn't move. I couldn't scream nothing. And that would happen a couple of times. Um, I would see shadow people walking in and out of the kitchen and um, yeah, just basically just hearing things in the paranormal aspect. And then with the whole Bigfoot aspect, I don't know, man, I just always, I just, you know, like me and my dad would always go backpacking and camping a lot all the time. And uh, it's not like you're glamping. Mm-hmm. It's mainly like, all right, you get your bag, let's go. Yeah, figure and we'll just it out. Go up, and then we'll realize what we need and what we don't need. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I should have brought this. <laughs> I can get rid of that. But as we're up there, um, we were we were hearing like some, like some screams and like some weird things. But uh, other than that, um, I've been hunting a lot. Uh, I know what a bobcat scream sounds like, mountain yeah. lion scream, and uh, yeah, just these certain things, man. Really didn't add up, and I'm like, man, there's got to be more to this. And then. Um, eventually just got on the topic of Bigfoot when I was in high school. Me and my buddies just talking about it, and then I just did some research into that. Then after I graduated, I went on these Bigfoot hunts in Colorado. and Really? Yeah. So um, you've been at it for a while. I've been at it for a little while, man. That's cool, man. So, and then uh, years down the road, um, 
years down the road, I got into law enforcement, and uh, this weird thing we came across, we actually had to help, we actually had to help like an escape team is what it's called. Um, you have your SWAT, you got SORT, SORT's a special operations response team, that's what I was a part of for a while. And we would be basically kind of like the weapon liaisons for the guys who are trackers. Mm. And they'd be like, um, they'd be like country boys or like, like Indian guys. They know how to hunt humans basically for basically for like, uh, for like a escape convicts and stuff like that. And, um, when, when we'd be out there in the Rocky mountains, we would just hear a lot of things, see a lot of creepy stuff. And, uh, you know, we found inmates that escaped and like, dude, like saying, dude, you got to get me out of here. Like, all right, yeah, we are. Don't worry about it. We'll get you out of here. And just, just a lot of weird feelings out there, man. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then, I, then I moved here to Tennessee. And, um, yeah, and then I eventually got on a got on a crew from a guy at, at my church. He was a big uh, Bigfoot hunter. And we just started talking about it. And he's like, dude, you're coming with me. So in 2015, me and my buddy Zook, that's who I brought with me, um, that was the first time him and I met. We went on this sponsored Bigfoot hunt. And uh, it was pretty cool. We didn't have to pay for anything. So he's like, all oh, I want well, you to do, perfect. all I want you to do is just to bring um, your weapons because we have no idea how to handle ourselves. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going just so people won't die. <laughs> so, <laughs> so other than that, it was fun. But um, yeah, we actually ran across a a car that was completely open in the middle of the night and it had a baby uh, wow. carrier outside of it dumped out. And um, it was about like three o'clock in the morning. We were out and. Uh, it was up in Kentucky at Mammoth Cave National Park is where we went. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, yes, yeah, yeah. so we ran across that, and we just we heard something crashing through the woods, bipedal. Wow. And like, so we called Parks and Rec, and they're like, all right, we'll handle it and get out of here. So we packed up, and we got we'll out the next day. We'll handle it. Yeah, I know how that like, goes. Yeah, they're like, yeah, we know what that is. We'll handle it. You leave, and we'll leave too. Basically how it is, yeah. So when... Uh, Back in Colorado, when I was on that SWAT team, we had a lot of feds come up and like, all right, you guys are done. Get out of here. We'll handle it. Ah. Ah, we know what that is. Yeah. So. It's, it's time to put on camo, hide in the bushes, and watch what they do. <laughs> Basically. That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But hey, man, that's cool. So uh, once again, real quick for the people, let them know where they can find you. I, I know you're real active on Instagram, which makes sense because you're doing artwork. Tell yeah. them all about it, man. Hey, guys. Uh, if you guys want to find me, uh, look me up at Drew's Tags. You can find me on Instagram, D-R-E-W-Z underscore T-A-G-G-Z. Just hit me up, and uh, if you guys want a painting, man, whatever you want, these are crypt, it doesn't matter. Crypt yeah, these, is whatever. These, these are spray paint paintings that are you just gotta check it out. Like this guy is painting this stuff with spray paint, and so it's like one of those things you see on Instagram that's like going viral, where you see the street painter and he's making this. You're like, oh, what is this? It's just a mess, and all of a sudden it's like, ta da! It's the universe, and it's like, <laughs> like that's yeah. that's what he's doing. So uh, he makes he makes a ton of stuff with uh, spray paint, and if you are interested, hit him up and stuff, and he'd be happy to help you uh, have something. And these things would look great in frames. I, I'm looking I'm looking at them like a black, nice black frame. Uh, hang that on your office wall. It's a conversation starter for sure. That's a fact. Man. Absolutely. So I appreciate you, brother. Thanks, brother. All right. Well, thanks to Andrew for coming on the show and saving my butt as a vendor at the conference. Shout out to... Uh, I should stop saying Andrew. I should start calling by what he prefers. Medina. Thanks, Medina. I appreciate it, my friend. Next up, we have Nathan coming on the show, and he's going to share with us his experience with his white figure in his home. And yeah, Bigfoot, let's get to it. 
All right. Today we got Nathan on the show. Nathan, how are you doing, man? Pretty good. Awesome, man. I'm glad you're here. And uh, you, sir, are... Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, you live in Minnesota area, right? Yes. Okay. Now, how are the summers there? Because uh, you and I were just sharing stories here a little bit, and I told you how I forgot to take my trash out this week, and so <laughs> it's going to be extra smelly because we've had like 90-plus degree days there. I mean, it, how? Like, I don't know much about Minnesota as far as temperature goes, but I'm assuming during the summertime, it doesn't, it doesn't, usually, doesn't get like 90-something, does it? Oh, uh, we just had hundreds. And what? It's supposed to get hotter, yeah. So, and then guys, we get really, really humid, super humid. So you guys get extreme heat and humidity, and then during the wintertime, you guys get the the low end of the stick too with the cold yep. air. Man. Yep. Okay. Noted to myself. I'm not moving to Minnesota. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, listen, man. You have uh, some personal experiences. Uh, one from yep. when you're a child and you saw, I'm just going to say a white figure. I'm going to let you take it away and share that. And then we're going to get into some Bigfoot stuff. Uh, so go ahead and start us off when you're a kid and you saw that it, you had that experience with that figure in your home. Well, if you don't mind, I give you a little backstory. Sure. Uh, I want to let you know where my parents are from. They're from Wisconsin, uh, pretty deep woods, you know, grew up there. Uh, we were, we, they moved here in Minnesota and obviously now I'm here. <laughs> so we would go visit my grandfather and uh he lived out in the deep woods he had a homestead but when we come back we'd uh we'd always stop at the cheese factory where they'd make it right there in front of you you know and we'd pick it up and i loved it i was in love with this cheese right so in the middle of the night we just got done visiting and we were home and in, in the middle of the night pitch black and i was a little ninja kid you know I went to go sneak up and get some of this cheese, right? Well, I got into the entryway and I was stopped dead in my tracks. Uh, there was this white figure there. And I rubbed my eyes at first because, I, you know, whatever, it's dark. But this thing is, it's a figure. It's a person. I rubbed my eyes. I looked again and I thought to myself, well, this isn't my dad because my dad would have been like, you get your ass to bed, right? Right away. Yeah. And he, you know, and I would have turned my ass around and, and go to bed, but no, it, it said nothing. And, uh, I rubbed my eyes again, thinking I was just seeing crap, you know? And, uh, I was like, ah, oh, this isn't real. So I tried walking around it. Right. Well, it got in front of me. It moved over and got in front of me. It wouldn't let me pass. I tried going the other way and it would, it moved in front of me and wouldn't let me pass. And then it leaned down in front of me. And I saw its face. Well, it didn't have a face. Uh, what it had was the design of a fingerprint. If you could believe that. I don't, I've never seen anything like it. And at that point, I knew it wasn't my dad, obviously. I turned around and hightailed it to my room and got under my covers, locked my door, got under my covers, and I was scared shitless, you know? So that was that. That's, well, um, I mean, I've never, I don't think I've ever heard of anything like that before. Uh, I never seen it after that again, you know, and uh, it was just freaking weird, man. I didn't get my cheese either. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how big was this thing, though? I mean, are we talking? It like was about as tall as my dad. About so six it was, feet. That's why you thought it was your dad, because it was yeah, about six feet yep. tall. OK, yep. now and uh, like the fingerprint design on its face, it, it looked like it had like a flowing light going through it. You know, it was really just just really 
weird. And, uh, you know, I didn't know what to think, but I thought there was a something there. So I, I took off, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I definitely would have too. The fingerprint on the, where the face would be. So you're, you're saying there was no eyes, no facial features. It was just nope. this fingerprint kind of looking thing. Design. Yeah. It was just like a fingerprint design and like the lines of the fingerprint just looked like they flowed, you know, like it had some kind of uh, luminescence behind it and it flowed, you know, it, it was bizarre. You know, I, I don't even know how to explain it. <laughs> and the rest of it was just pure white. Yeah. Just white. Man. But it, you know, I could see its shoulders. I could, when it leaned over, I could see it's like arm, you know, kind of lean over, you know, it was the freakiest thing I ever seen. <laughs> Do you remember ever seeing like muscle tone or anything like that? Or was it? No. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Man, that's interesting. I have no idea. Yeah. I'd be interested to hear if anybody else has heard such things. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the reasons I contacted you because I, I you know, I've been listening to your show and, you know, people have got some and i listen to strange familiars as well and people just got some weird things and you know like with wes's show and the sasquatch stuff that hit a level with me you know because this lady came out and said this well this happened to me you know you know what i mean yeah well, so and that, that's why i came to your show you know well i i mean you're talking about you're talking to you're talking to me like people already know what they're what you're talking about you <laughs> No, no, no. Yeah. No. So, I mean, why don't you go into that with the uh, the Bigfoot stuff? I mean, do you want to start off with your your experience or do you want to start off with your yeah. own experience? All right. So, I mean, my first experience happened when I was younger. And I'll, I'll tell you that after the Alaska. So, I was in Alaska visiting my uncle and we were camping. And I was, you know, I was kind of being a little, I was about 16, no, maybe 15. I was kind of being a little cocky, you know, and, uh, I was like, there ain't nothing out here that's going to get us. And, you know, we were sitting around the fire. He's like, you want to bet, dude? And, was, and he, he said, Bigfoot. And I was like, what? What's that? And he proceeded to tell me about uh, he had an encounter when he was in the Cold War in Korea. He was in his barracks. And this thing came in and sat on him. And he freaked out. He elbowed it. And it ran off. And uh, he said he had to take all his sheets, all of his clothes, everything, and throw them away because they smelled so bad. Needless to say, that night of camping, I didn't sleep too well, you know, yeah. because <laughs> what <laughs> I never heard of that before. Here I am, deep Alaska. What the hell? So, all right. That was the first time I heard about it. And later on, I started getting interested in it. I started listening to the Sasquatch Chronicles. And like I explained to you earlier. So when I was a little kid, me and my brother, we were in at my grandfather's in Wisconsin. We were upstairs. We should have been in bed. And uh, we were up there kind of by the window. And we hear from the woods, help me, help me. Really, it, it, it scared the shit out of us. And I think my dad heard it too. So we ran down and we, we told my dad about it. And we were scared shitless or crapless, whatever. And he sent us back upstairs and I remember looking outside and there's my dad smoking a merit cigarette with his beer Schlitz beer and a shotgun in his, in his arm, you know, cradled in his arm, just waiting for whatever was doing that to come out, you know? And that's, that's what happened to me and my brother and my dad when we were kids. So that, that would be those two events right there. So basically what happened was after that, I, we just thought maybe it was something paranormal uh, 
until later in life, I was listening, like I said, to Sasquatch Chronicles and that lady Linda came on and described the same thing almost to a T. And uh, that's where I just kind of put two and two together. And that's what it had to be. You know, I guess they, they're good at mimicking and that's what it had to be. I mean, we were deep and it's deep in the woods. If it was some, some high school kid, they wouldn't do that, especially back then in the eighties, you know, you can get shot pretty much out in the deep woods screwing around like that. But yeah, that's basically it, man. Well, I think I would be a little freaked out too. Like your dad, if I heard something like that coming from the woods, I mean, Oh yeah. I mean, all there are is fireflies out there in woods. You don't know. You can't see past your hand, you know? Yeah. It's uh it's a really cool place to go. We still go there to this day. You know, the house isn't there anymore, but, uh, uh, we still have the garage we're working on. And, and, uh, to this day, me and my brother still talk about that. You know, <laughs> my dad's gone by now. He's passed, but, uh, yeah, I sometimes wish I could still talk to him about that. How, did you talk to him about it though? I mean, did you ever pick his brain about what he thought about it? Uh, yeah, but I was so much younger. I didn't, and I didn't, I, I wasn't, as aware of like Bigfoot and it wasn't until really recently, I, I kind of, I got into Sasquatch and all that stuff. My buddy got me into it and I was like, Holy crap. You know, I, I had all this crap happen and I, you know, I didn't even think about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what happens a lot of times. People, they don't even think about it. They forget about it later in life. They start remembering things. If somebody else says something, uh, you know, it happens all the time. But I think from that area, I think if you just go north and maybe about 50 miles east, there have been sightings up there, you know, so they're yeah. around there, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, they're around a lot more than what people think. I mean, they're, they're in yeah. every state, uh, at least the 48, lower 48 and, and Alaska. And, uh, yep. you know, I, I have one of the, the artists for this show, uh, that makes the show art. He's in Hawaii. And uh, he he says they don't have them there, which would you know kind of make sense. Uh, yeah. But um, yeah, I mean they're in almost every state, <laughs> and so yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, uh, you get you get people talking about this stuff in every every state, almost every area. I mean, I live in the Philadelphia area, and there are people who have said they've seen these things not far out from the city. And, uh, you know, just recently, I mean, I live 45 minutes west of Philly, uh, still a very heavily populated area where I live. And there was recently a dogman sighting crossing a major highway around me. And I was, and, and when I, the night I found that out, I'm sitting in my studio and I'm talking to, uh, Kyle from, uh, the hollow sky podcast. We're on FaceTime talking and it sounded like somebody just came running up to my my basement door, which is a man door, and my studio is in the basement. And uh, it just sounded like somebody just went boom, 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 boom on my door. Or maybe it was just one thud. I don't remember. But uh, it was so loud that, you know, I, I, I grabbed a gun. I'm walking around the house. I go upstairs, all the way upstairs to my bedroom, and my wife heard it. And um, I'm walking <laughs> around the house outside. I don't see anybody. And so all I'm thinking about the whole time, though, I'm like, freaking dog, man freaking dog man found me you know <laughs> like yeah but um sure. it turns out my neighbor next door heard it too it was super loud uh but it sounded like somebody slammed on my house and uh you know i don't know 
it is what it is. But yeah, these cryptids, they're popping up around a lot of different places. And it seems like they're popping yeah. up more and more. You know, in fact, I live right by the Mississippi here. And my a buddy of mine, he does, uh, he works uh, for a telephone company or cable company. And uh, he said he was over by working down not too far from me. And he was up on a pole, right? And he was looking down. He saw one right there, right by the Mississippi, kind of down by the Mississippi, by the refinery, whatever. Uh, you know, yeah, I guess, especially the Mississippi, you'd think they'd be going up and down that thing all the time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yes, absolutely. I bet, I bet you could probably do an entire series on just weird sightings along the Mississippi. Oh, I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lots of weird stuff. And uh, that that river stretches so far. You could probably do a whole thing. Just call the show "Strange Mississippi," you know, and uh, <laughs> right, just right. go to town on it. But um, yeah, man. Listen, I, I appreciate you sharing this stuff. It's uh, you know, Bigfoot is one of those things where it, it's just like, uh, it, I think it's it's getting to a point where if you're interested in Bigfoot or you've had a sighting, if you talk around talk around enough to people, somebody else is going to have a sighting or a story for you. It, it's it's becoming pretty pretty oh, I know. You, you know i i'm on the road you know most of the time 12 hours a day and you can see the the stickers on the back of the cars you know yeah. all the time you see them all the time yeah you know? yeah <laughs> yeah i know i the one time i i saw a sticker on the back of a car and it said yeti and i didn't i didn't know about the yeti coolers and so i said right. to the guy, i was like oh you're in the big foot and he looked at me he's like no i'm like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> right yeah <laughs> i was like oh okay sorry I, I, I almost dorked out what on you. What the hell are you talking about, man? <laughs> I almost went full nerd on you. I'm sorry. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. Nathan, I appreciate you sharing, man. All right, man. Cool. Okay, we're bringing in the show to a home stretch. This is the last conversation you're going to hear for this episode. Hopefully you enjoyed the unconventional nature of it. If you didn't, keep your comments to yourself. I spent hours on this show. Be nice, you know, or just keep it to yourself. Listen, friends, we have Hollow Sky guys coming on the show, the Hollow Sky podcast. They surprised me. I didn't know they were going to be at the conference, but they showed up to hang out with me. We had just a fun conversation here, and we didn't get into nearly as much as I wanted to because when I sat down with these guys, I was planning on having a two to three hour conversation with them going in on conversation, but we got abruptly shut down about 45 minutes in because I guess we were being too loud with talking. I don't know, but that's what it seemed like in the moment. So we didn't get to hit on a lot of the other stuff, which only means one thing. We got to bring them back on the show to talk more. So we'll do that in the future for sure. But hopefully you enjoyed this about 45 minute ish conversation I have with the guys. Real heartfelt stuff. I love these dudes and I love hanging out with them. Let's get to the hollow sky boys right now. Oh man. So, uh, have you guys have you guys uh, ever seen how the Roadcaster came out with the? I think it's like 2.0. Yes. Yeah. Like it, like it it looks more basic, but they're saying it's better. I'm just trying to like, is it really though? I don't know. We literally we literally just uh, 
invested in another one for my house so i'm like awesome i missed the new beat by three months yeah i hate all right let me tell you something all right by the way guys this is a hollow sky podcast guys say hi guys what's up yo so these guys surprised me okay like i had no idea they were showing up today and and uh uh let, let, all right well let me tell that story in a second but let me just tell you guys based off what you just said um that happened to me with a new computer so i freaking was when I was driving truck, I was like, I, I need to get a, a laptop for in the truck so that I can maybe start working on editing. Cause like, you know, I was like, I'm tired of like being awake till three o'clock in the morning and then driving a truck the next day. So I thought when I'm waiting at stops and stuff, I could do some editing on a laptop. I bought a laptop from Mac literally the next week that came out with the M one chip. I was like, wait, so yeah. you're telling me the Intel chip is like irrelevant now. Yeah, like, awesome. and, and so like I, I immediately got online. I'm like trying to sell this thing and they're like, it's like crickets. Like nobody's like, why would I want the Intel yep. chip or everybody's buying an M one. I'm just like, so I got this freaking laptop. That's like, I'm like, okay, well, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but anyways, um, oh shoot. What was I going to say? What was I, oh, oh, so the, you guys, so I'm out here talking to Daniel and I get a text from Steve and, <laughs> and, and like, here's the thing. Like we have this group chat and, and, uh, usually Steve's like the silent one, right? Kyle's the yeah. one that talks and everything. And, uh, you know, even like, in like one-on-one conversation, like Steve, like if Steve calls me, I'll answer and I'll be like, Hey bro, are you okay? <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's everybody in my life. I'm usually pretty silent. <laughs> like, like, like uh, how, how are the kids, you know, like, yeah. uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you didn't even tell me what happened yet. And so you text me and you're like, what are you doing today? I'm like, what the frick do you think I'm doing today, bro? Like I've been talking about doing this conference for like three, four months straight. Every episode, people are complaining because I talk about the Dogman conference too much. I'm like, well, I'm not supposed to talk about what I'm going to be going to do. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, but anyways, that's, that one's for all the haters. Uh, but like, so I just take a picture, like in frustration, I'm like, what the freak does this guy think I'm doing? Took a picture of the audience stuff and sent it to him, like, sucker. And and then <laughs> and then you sent me a picture of myself back. I'm like, wait a second. Wait a, and it's like part of me was thinking, I was thinking like, okay, so somebody sent him a picture of me at the conference, and he's just like playing with me. I'm looking around and stuff, and you guys are standing right there. <laughs> Checkmate. Yeah. I was like, what the heck? So uh, we got the Hollow Sky podcast boys there. Hey, man, come here a second. Come here. Yo. I saw you walking by. What's your name? Joel. Hey, man, we'll talk later, right? Don't go anywhere. Um, I have no idea who he is. But when people, when people, when people are like looking at you and stuff, and you know that they know who you are, stuff, I want to say hi, and I don't want to be polite. And like, because he, like, he gave me the nod, and I'm just like, Giving him not, I'm like, is that enough? I don't know. I'm new at socialization in person. I'm usually doing this remotely. Yeah, so, it's different, man. It's different. Learning the body language and stuff, and it looks like they just did an intermission or something because a bunch of people are walking around. Um, but so the last time you guys were on the show, you guys broke the internet with Egress Industries. <laughs> so uh, I still get people asking me, "What's the latest update with Egress Industries?" And I say, "Bro." Bro, we wish like 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 this is the confessionals, not Hollow Sky podcast. If you want an update, you got to go check out Hollow Sky podcast. They're the ones that are playing with it. Like I just talked to them about it, you know. Uh, so if if you got anything, you got anything with that or is it just pretty much crickets? Crickets, man. I just I even started texting it from my own phone, like my personal number. I'm like, whatever. Yeah, just give me something. And it's not they're just silent. 
they're, they're like, sucker, you've been on the confessionals. You're done. Yep. Yeah. You're done. That was your shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, all right. Well, uh, with that said, what's the weird stuff you guys are uncovering right now? Jeez. Anything going on? I mean, I, here's the thing. I with mean, you guys, you guys just like go to the weird dark corners of the internet. You're like, oh, this is interesting. Let's talk about it. That's how you found Egress, right? Yeah. Like, well, like, the last time we talked, I was talking to you about some religious stuff that I had going on, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was it all, that long ago? It wasn't too long ago. No, it was a couple months. We talked like that. You and I talked about that when I was in Pennsylvania, still, bro. Yeah, it's been yeah. that long since we talked. Yeah. Holy it, crap! We get busy, man. I'm sorry, bro. No, I'm a it's bad good. friend. It's good, but uh, <laughs> like that all derived from us questioning the case we were working on and man i'm not kidding his kid was seeing stuff the same night my kid was seeing stuff the same image in the doorway uh he had he had a demonic dream the same night my wife had a demonic dream i started seeing crosses in the sky and shit i mean it it was it's it's it was wild and all we did was question the integrity of an entity that was out there that these, you know, the other side thinks it's pure light. Me and Steve saw it a different way and threw that out into the ether. And man, our world got turned upside down for a little bit. It was wild. It was wild. Because Steve, Steve knows that I get more worried about the demonic side of, of this whole genre. So he started keeping it from me. He wouldn't tell me about it. And I'd be like, bro, strange thing happened. And I'd tell him and he'd be like, funny you said that <laughs> because this is what i have since going you're on. bringing it up yeah. i guess i can talk to you about it yep yep that's wow. what he was doing man it's wild dude that's it's crazy wild. a lot of a lot of fun stuff though we've been covering you know steve's into one right now that's just can you talk about it now yet or are you still working on it did we release that yet uh that that comes out tomorrow so go so here's a good marketing boy oh yeah you talk sure. about it on a bigger show no matter what <laughs> And just then people you, come. How do you know you're bigger, Tony? I know I'm bigger. Than <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being honest. You can't even argue that. <laughs> but no. but no, like like uh, it, it's it's good marketing. And so, anyways, by the time people hear this, it will if it's coming out next week, it'll already be out. It comes out Monday, dude. Because uh, like my Tuesday, dude, my Tuesday show. So people that hear this right now, they're going to be like. Oh yeah, I know exactly what he's talking about. My Tuesday show, bonkers, Is bonkers. Nah, I, I'm just talking about that. I'm calling it uh, the the Oak Ridge Dogman Portals, and I'm talking like I'm talking like like you heard of CERN? Well, in Tennessee we have a we have a place called Oak Ridge, and it mm-hmm. has a particle accelerator. Like I'm talking, this dude, it it was out at Oak Ridge, and at night he was doing catfishing. He started having these portals popping up, these UFOs projecting lights in the, the stars in the sky. And he could tell that the stars he was looking at weren't real stars because they were kind of like drifting back and forth. He's like, hey, there's a big dipper and it's moving, you know? And, and so like it starts out and, they, and then he's followed by a UFO and then he starts hearing this like these, these guttural grunts in a, in a parking lot in, in Knoxville. So it's like, like something like that. Just like, like real. And it's three days. This lasted for three days for this dude. It, 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 at one point, he's being chased down 40 here in Tennessee by a freaking dog man going 75 miles an hour, and a tractor trailer pushes this thing off his truck. I'm telling you, dude, I this story. Listen, I, like, I'm, I, I'm literally, this is the only way I can describe it. 
if a good if a good story is an IV, I was jamming it into my veins. I was like, I want to OD. I'm like, I want to OD on this so bad. Like, <laughs> like I'm sitting in studio with this guy face to face, and I'm like this distance from him, and I'm just like. Keep talking, bro. Like when, it, when it's good, you know. Yeah, I was like, I was like, yo. And he said so much stuff that like, of like locations of places that I was like, I can go there. Right. Like I can like I can go there and verify if there was an actual fence there and stuff and all that stuff, right? Yeah. And have I done it yet? No, I haven't. I'm busy, but. It's freaking fascinating. He told me he'd take me out whenever and show me around. I'm sure we'll do it at some point. But uh, crazy story. So tell me about your crazy story. Oh, I just started digging into uh, Project Serpo, which is... Uh, Why does that sound familiar? UFO alien exchange yeah. program. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where they, the Roswell crash isn't exactly like what we know of the Roswell crash. And there was a surviving being and all of this. <clears throat> and... Uh, Anyway, a trade was made between the aliens and the humans, and they sent uh, 12 humans to live on this planet. And there's all kinds of, like, diary entries and all kinds of crazy shit in there. Mm. We've, recorded, we've recorded the first episode, and it's just to the point to where uh, this, these 12 astronauts, for lack of a better term, are getting ready to take off in the ship that landed. And it's it's wild, dude. Guys, guys, guys. Why are you not tuning into House Guy podcast? (laughs) Like seriously, Hello Ski House Guy, whatever you call it, it's dope. Like, like, listen. These are my friends, and so I'm going to promote them. But I'm telling you straight up, these guys are characters that you just are missing out on if you're not tuning in. Like, like. I mean, so here's the thing. I mean, you guys curse a lot, right? Yeah. So I, I've gotten I've gotten reports that people are like, I really like those guys, but they curse too much for me. Whoops. <laughs> so so here's the difference between you you guys and me. I made a decision early on in my show. In fact, in the beginning before I even launched the show, that I wasn't gonna be doing a whole lot of cursing on my show. Like I don't care if a guest curse on the show, but I just wanted the audience to know that if they came to my show, they they could expect a certain thing out of me, you know. And uh, well, it's what we call in the industry is professional. And so. <laughs> Us. <laughs> we're, we're the not safe for work side. But, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm telling you guys, like, you, like that's the only criticism I've ever gotten from you guys, which is they curse too much. I'm like, well, then just don't listen to them. We get hey. the same criticism. <laughs> yeah, and out of respect for you, you can move the mic back and forth. We only have one. So. Out, out of respect for you, we we didn't curse on your show. Yeah, that's you true. Know? You didn't. Yeah. We, we checked ourselves, and and we only talk this way because we're real life friends. Like, like for real friends. Yes. Yeah. Out, this is how we talk outside of everything. Yeah. So yeah. that's why we talk the way that we do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just a couple guys hanging out. Yeah. That, and, and and that I think that comes across in the show a lot for people. It does. Uh, and and what you guys, I think, have done better than me. I had like so I have a like like I have a sizable following, but I wouldn't describe describe my following as a sizable cult following. Yes, we like the word you, cult. You guys have a cult following. The people who oh, are yeah. following you guys, they are ride and die with Absolutely. you. Absolutely, hundred percent, hundred percent. I Definitely dig that. Agree. Yeah, and the other thing you, you talk about promoting us, and I just want to say like we had a massive uh, shout out not too long ago, but. We also get told when you shout us out, so I appreciate oh, that. Oh, cool. Because we got told that you were on the higher side chats and you talked about us. And, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you know what? That's what I like about Tony. That's why I like about Holly and all these other people that do that because they don't 
they don't do it for bragging rights. They don't tag us and go, look what we did, look what we did, look what we did. It's just, it's love. It's, it's, and because we do, every time we've been on Tripoli, anybody else's show, period, the end. We were just on Chiller Queen podcast with Avery. Shouted you out. We're like, yeah, awesome. you know, Tony gave us props. You know, he hooked us up. He's our friend in the community. Reach out to him. Dude. Talk to the dude. He's awesome. Dude, that is how this works. Like, yeah, there's 100%. so many people that uh, get caught up in the competition with podcasting and stuff. It's a competition. It's not a competition. It's not. Listen, I freaking love you guys so much. Yeah. Like you guys, like like I relax so much with you guys because <laughs> oh, we're just dude. we're just friends, you know. Oh, and, and that's but, how we feel. Like we're ride and die with you. We will we'll go to bat with you. I've told you we'll go to war with anybody. Yeah. It doesn't matter. That's who we are. So, uh, but no, if, if that's the way this this industry needs to be. And they that and, and, and listen, people who get it, they get it. And yeah. and. And the promote like like I promote people and I don't even think about it a lot of times like uh, I, I just like when I was on on uh, higher side chats I don't remember talking about you guys yeah. apparently I did because I just I I promote my friends I talk about my friends and when it comes up it just comes up you know what I mean I'm not trying to be like so there's this other podcast that I had talked to one time let me tell you this great story about from them though and never dropped the podcast you know what I mean like it's just like I want I want other people to succeed and and it's just like I, I live with this philosophy is like a, ri- a rising tide raises all ships right so like and one day like there could be ten podcasts that I'm friends with. And they just surpass me in growth. And they're just 10 times bigger than me. And I'm going to be really happy that they're my friends. And I didn't make them enemies because I was like, I am not going to help you when you're, how many listeners do you have? A hundred? Stomp, stomp, stomp. Stay down there. You know what I mean? It's it's so stupid. And there are people in the podcast game that think like that. They're just like, they're like, these are my my listeners and I got to hoard them. It's like, bro, they have 24 hours in a day seven days a week if you think right now that they're listening to you and they're not listening to anybody else you're nuts oh yeah you're nuts and the fact is that those people that listen to you would love to hear you on another person's show or somebody that has a show on your show and they're like my because how many times does it happen my two favorite podcasters teaming up yeah. and you see that on social media like I can't believe we had Hollow Sky and Merck on the same show by the way I'm still waiting to get on your show but yeah um, we were talking about that on the way now <laughs> hey though although Steve's schedule has cleaned up, so now we have a way more functioning work schedule. Okay. Like, he's working days now, Monday through Friday, just like I am. So it clears up a lot of evening work, weekend work. So it's starting to to come together a little bit. Yeah. Uh, So, like... I think that's great for for the team because for sure, dude. Like you guys were working on opposite schedules before, right? Yeah, day shift and night shift, and doing a podcast in person together. How does that work? Not very well. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. It it was to the point to where we'd only get together once every two weeks, and we'd have to just bang out as many shows as we could to try to get ahead of the game a little bit. And even then, you're you're always like a step behind. Yep. But now that our schedules are, it's taken so much pressure off of everything. Yeah. It's just smooth yeah. now. Yeah, man, dude, guys, like I feel like I just want to like sit back, grab a couple drinks and some food, and just like just hang out and talk with you guys. And <laughs> We're here not, all day. And, and like like forget the microphones are even on. We'll just we'll just keep talking, and and just but. We probably can't record half the conversation we'd have. No, at least for my audience. No. Like, yeah, like, especially if I get cursed, I'm, you're just going to edit everything. Well, no, no I don't. No, <laughs> beep, 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 beep. here's the thing. Here's the thing. So I, I, I don't curse my like. So 
like I, I former truck driver do connect the dots I got a mouth yeah, on me right right but like for, for the show I, I choose not to do that but for the guests I'm just like well you do what you what you do boo you know and, and that's how we are and I, and I, and I when in the early days I used to kind of like like oh man I'm make, making notes so like okay 51 minutes and 37 seconds he said the F word and I'm just like well I don't got the time for that yeah, that's for sure so like if the guest curves the guest curves and if the guest goes too crazy I'm trying to get in the habit of be like yo you might want to pipe down son like yeah. there's people that listen to the show that with their kids you know like what are you doing to me you know yeah. but uh, it, for the most part I'm just like listen listener beware I think I even started putting my show as like explicit just for that purpose like I'm not gonna like it is what it is you know it, is it and I, like when I put it on YouTube and stuff like is this kid friendly like absolutely not like right. the name is the name of the show is called demon sex like what do you think <laughs> you know like <laughs> hey, i'm still waiting to to hear from the lady that steve knows that said she had sex with a ghost the lady that steve knows that she had sex with the so she like it was like what remember like uh the, i think it was the tour lady oh you did. Yeah, yeah yeah i don't i don't know the details was she bragging about it like she liked it she's like i invited him back for more kind of low-key i think yeah. yeah yeah she's like i got some stories for you guys if you want them on there and at that point i'm like um hey man do we, do we run with this listen i've always said yes i'm like <laughs> yeah that's a full sin like like, like full sin. if this situation was sitting in front of sam triple over tinfoil hat he'd be like i hear the i hear demon sex the best kind of sex you can have <laughs> you know? like, oh, I'm sure, I'm sure it's interesting. And he'd be like, "For sure, dude! Like, I believe all of that." <laughs> I, so, guess, I guess I'm at the reach out. And see. So you guys were on house or uh, on Tinfoil Hat, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. like, how was that experience for you guys? Because it was like one time or two times for you. Once, Just once, once. It was interesting. It was a couple months ago. Yeah. yeah, it was interesting. It was pretty cool. It, it's it's cool to be there because he's. He's one of the biggest echelons yeah. in our field, you know. Yeah. So it's it was humbling to be there, yeah. to say the least. Yeah, he, he like he's such a good dude. Like so he he's like if there if there's somebody I'm going to model how I act in the community around, it would be Sam, yeah. you know. Like like Sam is just he's sociable. He doesn't care who you are, what your numbers are. If you want to come on the show and talk and he thinks it's a good topic it's it's happening right and and i just I, like he, he's very supportive for people and i and that's kind of like i get that from him and wes over at sasquatch chronicles and wes isn't like like wes is more on the personal side where like he took like he, he like when i started the podcast like he was like very generous with selling people hey go check out tony merkel at the confessionals when the show sucked <laughs> it like like my audio sucked. I didn't know how to talk to people, like how I, how I wanted to talk to people on the show. Like, that's why I cringe every time I do a reload on Monday, and I'm like, I'm putting out like, okay, here's episode one, enjoy, because I won't, you know, like, it's, it's like, I, I didn't know how I wanted to do this. Like, I was like, in the beginning, I'm sitting there making notes I'm like okay alright they're saying this I gotta ask this question and this question and this question I'm like trying to be a journalist and I'm like well what is a journalist I don't know I'm a truck driver you know and then I was just like I just gotta talk to people and so I took the notebook threw it away yep. and I just hit record okay so I hear you had a Bigfoot encounter yes go and we're gonna just have some fun and see where it goes yeah. and, and that's when I kind of developed this idea that I'm like you know what I wanna be the Joe Rogan of paranormal conversation. I want to sit down with people, just treat them like human beings and just talk to them yeah. and have fun. Yeah. And that's where it goes. And the hardest thing for me 
is to stay on track mentally because I'm severely ADHD. That is factual. <laughs> you know can, the, can confirm. You know, yes. The funny thing is about this is I've just recently been able, I, I came to the conclusion, I kind of self-diagnosed. I, found, I was just getting ready to say that. I you self-diagnosed. I found too. a doctor on TikTok. <laughs> but everything he said sounded very true. Yes. So I was like, I think I'm ADHD. And ever since then, I've been telling people that and everybody's like, I can confirm that. I'm like, really? Why didn't you say this sooner? Like, why didn't, like a real friend would have come to me and said, Tony, I think you need help. And then no. here's why. No. A real, a real friend tried to text you today and you got angry. You yeah, that's know? true. That's true. I got mad well. at a real friend asking, what are you doing today? I'm like, I'm at a conference, bro. What do you think? And then you shoot me back a picture of me at the conference. I'm like, yeah. wait a second. That was the best setup ever. It was good. That was great, was dude. Was that was decent. freaking fantastic. It was decent. I'll yeah, because we've been, dude, we've known we was coming for a minute. Really? Oh, yeah. And so this we've been we killing oh, me. Yeah. Just never said Low nothing. Key. Yo, you know what would have been Didn't great? Didn't tell anybody. If, like, yesterday I decided not to come. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that that would have been great. It would have been our luck. That's what we would have said. It's just our luck. Yeah, that's true. Oh, my gosh. But there, I mean, we're here to support you, but there's also some cool yeah, shit going on. Yeah. So. Dude, how many people do you think are here? There's gonna be close to 400 people here. That's that's what I was thinking. Yep. That when we were when we were standing back there, there was at least 300, 350 people. And it's here. still early. And it's that's awesome. Yeah, that is it's awesome. early. Yeah. When's this thing end? Do you know? Nine o'clock tonight. Nine. Shut I up. I think. Are you I serious? I, don't know. I thought it was nine. I nine could, o'clock I tonight. Wrong. I could be wrong. Yo, Dude, don't. I mean, I want to fact check. I'm gonna go get my yeah. energy drinks. But I'm down for we that. Got him I got some. Yo, this cooler. might wait, this might be the longest podcast ever. I did a thirty like five minute conversation, like a fifteen, like a fifteen. You guys are we're at twenty here. Like this might be a super Just long show, and I don't care. Let it Dude, roll. Um, we, let when it we roll. first talked, we talked for like eight hours straight. The very first time we yeah. talked, who you and us really? Yeah, yeah the first recording. That? I remember we talked a lot. I didn't know it was eight hours. Oh, dude, it was like eight hours. Really? Yes. Holy crap! I'm sorry. No, it's good. <laughs> it is good. Hey, when I like somebody, I like them. You know yeah. what I mean? Hey, feel bad for my wife. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I, honey, honey, did you know this? Did you know that? Well, I got this going on. <laughs> dude, sometimes I'll bring something up to her and I'll start talking to her and stuff, and she's just like totally disconnected not interested I'm like did you even hear what I said and she's like yeah I heard what you said I'm like oh that's an ego blow like so it wasn't interesting no I'm like oh, oh, oh. okay somebody's gotta keep you grounded I got you know? it somebody's she does do it factual. You do she do does that. do it you do do that I love her though she's good She's good to me. It's all that matters. Right now she's doing... So uh, Ben started... I'm just... We're just talking. <laughs> They're like, tell us some paranormal stories. I don't know. Maybe we'll get to that. So so Ben just started uh, preschool this past week. I saw that on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, man. And so traditionally, Ben, whenever he goes and hangs out with a bunch of kids, he always comes home sick. And uh, I think it's partly his immune system, also partly like he had just turned what, two, when the world decides to shut down and everything. So, like, his social interaction for half his life has been really not typical. And so I don't think he's built up his immune system the way a normal kid should and all that. Uh, partly why we moved to Tennessee, so he could have a normal childhood. And so uh, he, he goes to preschool doing great. Freaking Thursday night, he's getting snotty, blowing snot out of his nose, coughing like crazy, starting to get the raspy voice. And I was like, shoot. We're going to have to call him out of school his first week of school. 
and that's what we did. Right. It'd be all right. We called him. We called him out because I, I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to send him sick to school and get other kids sick and all that stuff. You know, that's probably where he got it because the kids yeah, were sick at school. That's a part of life. It like, is what little, it is. I mean, I, I love, I love my children. I love everybody's children, but they're little cesspools. <laughs> like, let's be honest, they're little cesspools. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. always, they're always everywhere. leaking somewhere. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Is he, is he like in preschool the days he goes Oh, to dude, he, his first day, he was like, I'm bringing my teacher an apple so she knows I love her. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's what he said. So, so wholesome. I know. And, he, and he's, he's walking pure. into school holding pure. the apple. Yeah. Like, like he's, not, he's not concerned about a whole lot other than making sure he holds this apple in the palm of his hand so he can hold it out to his teacher with his... Pretty, pretty brown eyes and just that's you know, awesome, dude. you know, those pictures you posted. He was so like he was so stoked. Yeah, that's well, awesome. that's priceless. He is so like. I was talking to somebody recently, maybe last night. My son is he is so much like I was as a kid before I got jaded. So I got jaded with by the world at a very young age. I mean, I moved to the the bad neighborhood that I talk about sometimes on my show. I moved there when I was five. Ben Ben is turning there turning five in December. So right around this age is when I started getting the jaded because like I moved to that neighborhood within a week I get decided to go outside and play. I come back in five minutes later because I got my butt handed to me. I got beat up. Like 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 within five minutes of being in the neighborhood I'm getting beat up, you know? And that was my life for like ten to twelve years. Like constantly fighting right so I got jaded right and the empathy that my son has that I used to have went out the window we'll talk all right all right sounds good hey William William give him my contact info all right thanks um so uh like like that just kind of went out the window for me you know and so I'm kind of looking at him as like an almost like an experiment I'm just like what would I have turned out like if I didn't get jaded by the world at five years old? Yep. You know, so I'm like, ooh, this is like I'm like a, I'm like an evil scientist. I'm like, mm, <laughs> let's see what happens here. What would be my life in the upside down? You know, <laughs> and yeah. so like I'm talking about portals on the show and and the upside down and all that stuff, and I'm just like, uh, maybe my son is like me of the, in the right side up, and I'm in the upside down. Like, because like if we're gonna choose one between the two, I'm in the upside down. Let's be honest. <laughs> right. Like like I'm the crazy crazy. <laughs> a guy that has a temper my son's gonna be like you know everything's great the world is lovely and i love everybody he's so passive you know? he's just ultra passive yeah. he's just let's like, all oh, be no. friends you know and i'm like no that's not that's not, <laughs> not a bad, at all it's not a bad thing it's not a bad thing no it's not it's not that's why i'm so excited about it. I'm yeah. like i like nurture like, it yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm nurturing it for his sake but also i'm like what would i have turned out if i was like that you know, let's find out. Twenty years later, let's see what we'll be checking back in. You know, and then would, would you be chasing Dogman? Probably not. Probably, probably not. not. <laughs> but then, well, it'd be funny later on in life. His son turns out like us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, that's like, a great uh, thing. <laughs> hey, we're re- we're really nice people. We're really nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, you guys are though. Like, like I, I absolutely like. I'm telling you, man. So there's been people, obviously, over the years that reach out to you and stuff. And it's like, you know, you're friendly with them. Yeah. But then there's sometimes you connect with people. And then there's people that you connect with that you didn't expect to connect with. And that's you guys. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we, we have that conversation I'm like, all the time. I'm like, what's, what's your podcast, Holoski? Like, right there should have been like, yeah, Tony's not going to want to talk with us. He doesn't even cool. know the name of our show. <laughs> like, I just ran with it. I was just like, well, you know what? You nailed it. You got it right. We're, we're living it. Spot on. Right? And you know what's funny is Holly, the, the girl named Holly... Uh, gave us a shout out and I think it's because of our conversation with you oh yeah she took it upon herself to spell it correctly she's ah, like Hollow Sky yeah. H-O-L-O-S-K-Y and I'm like what show is she on is uh, I hate to do this but it's Holly Madison Holly Madison I'm not even uh, Hugh Hefner's oh. ex-girlfriend okay so wow that's probably a big audience then it, yeah it was- 
it was pretty. Dude, pretty she's been decent. she's been listening to us for a long time. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. Like, I, she's very introverted, so I want to respect her. Yeah, her sure, space. Sure, you know sure. what I mean? Gotcha, like gotcha. I, I don't. I don't want to put her in an awkward position, but we're very appreciative of everybody. All that right. So if she's listening right now. That like, like, just take it for what it is, for what they say. And, and we're not telling people to go check check out your social or whatever. But how are you an introvert being dating Hugh Hefner? Like that doesn't seem like it even mixes. Like, how does Hugh Hefner get mixed up with an introvert? That's that's interesting. I don't know, man. Have you had her on the show? No. Are you guys no. crazy? No. Well, Why I, haven't you? We, we've thrown it out there, and it, it's in. Oh, her. so the, ball, it, the ball's, ball's in her court. court. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. I, yes. I was gonna say at least at least throw the invite because yes. I mean, like, like it's it, like she would probably be a great guest for you guys. Yeah, and, yeah. and she's great. She's great. We've talked to her a little bit here and there, and she's a sweetheart. You yeah. know and. Like I said, I just want to, I don't want to put her in an awkward position. For sure. But if you're listening, you know? why are you not getting on the guy's show? <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, we love you. It's, it's open. Yeah, it's open. you do what you want. You do you. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, hook the guys up. Give them an interview, you know? Like, Talk about ghosts. It's and, just cool, man. And, and just, you know, help the guys out. Put them on your Instagram. Yeah. Give them shout outs. I'm just she trying. does. She does. She puts us, That's like, good. she'll, yeah. she'll retweet good. or re-Instagram or whatever the hell it's called. What, throwing it up on the stories? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's she'll cool. do that once in a while, which is it's just it's humbling. That's it's cool. Awesome. It is it's, very cool. It's, yeah, it's weird. and we just which we ought to if you're interested at some point we might try to put you in contact with Avery from Chiller Queen Podcast. She's super cool to talk cool. to, hang out. Cool. Yeah, we did an interview with her, and uh, she was awesome, man. Yeah. she was a really good time talking to. That's awesome. She clicked. She clicked right with us. I mean, just it's hammer. paranormal, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. That's cool. Really cool. Yeah, I don't know a whole lot of podcasts. I think people, a lot of times people are like, have you ever heard of a podcast? Nope. Nope. It's, I don't listen to podcasts to begin with. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't either. It's like once I started hosting a podcast, yeah. I stopped listening. To yeah. I still listen. Well, I mean, what kind of job do you have, Steve? Oh, or can't shoot. you say? Yeah. Is it like no. top secret? I'm, I'm a machine I knew you were operator. CIA. Yeah, I'm, I'm with That'd the DEA and awesome. we have stuff to talk about. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so but I'm a machine operator. At is a it loud? Coke making plant. No, it's not too bad. Oh, okay. You're, you're, you're cutting down trees, mm. right? Yeah. So can you listen while you work? No. No. Okay. Wow. So I when do you listen? When I, on a, on when a I drive. Commute? Drive to location. Gotcha. Okay. Because I mean, I listened to tons of stuff when I was driving, but now like, you know, I actually go to bed at night like a normal human being because I don't need a podcast in the middle of the night because I drive truck during the day. So I used to drive truck during the day listening to podcasts. Now I'm like, well, now my job is to listen to my show, edit it, and then I'm, you know, writing emails and I can't listen and write because I'm not listening. And it's like, okay, so when do I listen to stuff? I don't. Yeah. Like basically when, when I'm on the lawnmower, I, 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 I'll, I'll put something on. 100%. And uh, recently I've been listening to my man Clyde Lewis. In fact, Cl- you know Clyde Lewis? What's he on? I've heard How that name. How dare you? I've heard that How name. How dare you? How dare you? What what show is it? Ground Zero yes. with Clyde Lewis. Yes. He's, I actually I loved that show. But didn't he pull it off Apple? Yes, yes. That's what yes. I was gonna say. Okay, so you do know. Yes. All right, so Clint's Clyde. I'm bad Clyde, with names. the Hollis guy. Guys know. Um, but yeah, I, you know what's all? I love his voice. He yes. has a perfect. Dude, Boy, he's is he, ridiculous. He's the OG man. Like, like seriously. Like right now, he's in the top five live streamed shows on the internet. That is uh, wow. Like for conservative talk awesome. radio, and he's not even conservative. Like he's like, like he talks about what he calls parapolitics, and he is like a huge. He is the reason why I have a lot of 
different type of thinking on the show throughout the history of the show. There's a lot of times that I've I, like I've heard something from Clyde, and it sparked my my thought process, and I, I took it my own direction. And I'm like, oh wait, this if that's true, then this is true, then this is true, and I go off. You know, Clyde is the reason that I think the way I think, thinking outside the box. He like awesome. like he taught me how to do that, right? And um, it's like us and Art so, Bell. For, for, yeah, for Art Bell is another one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so Clyde, uh, he like I mean, his show ranks right underneath like Sean Hannity kind of thing. Like he, that's awesome. Like that, national that is, that is view, global view, listenership every night, five days a week, live radio, and um, so. I'm actually texting with uh, his producer Ron. He's going to be coming on the show, and uh, and Clyde is or Ron? Clyde's coming on the show. Oh, that's awesome! Oh, so, so you answer people's texts while you're here? Yeah, yeah. Oh, got, gotcha. Well, just, just checking. Just checking. <laughs> what are you suggesting? Did, did you just send him a picture of the conference like you did me? No, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, I'm more polite to him. Biz- business. I'm more. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, no, like, like. There, there, there's, there's you guys, and then there's, yeah, there's you know, there's important matters, and then no, well, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm not on that kind of term with that. So like, you guys, I'm very comfortable with. Right. You know, like, like, very comfortable. So Ron, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, like, I, I'm like, I can't believe that Clyde Lewis said he'd come on my show. That's awesome. Like, that's crazy to me yeah. because like the guy is there. There's, there's. I guess there's three people I could give credit to on certain things. There's Sam and Wes that taught me how to treat other human beings when it comes to podcasting, and it's, it, it, there's room in the boat for everybody. And then there's Clyde, who really helped my brain turn in a different direction, right? And so I can't believe this dude's awesome. going to talk with me, right? That's, That's what awesome. you deserve. Yeah. I mean, like, you've been working your ass off. I love, like, I can't tell you how much I freaking love that guy. It's, it, this is not me trying to sales pitch him coming on the show. Like, by the time this comes out, we'll probably have already done the recording, but like, Clyde Lewis is straight up like I I feel I personally feel like I owe a lot to the guy and I've never I've met him one time but um, it's, it's cool that you get to be a fan and then full talk circle, to him yeah, yeah like, exactly that's awesome exactly because exactly. we just had some guys they're, they're yeah, a small podcast they're from the area I was seeing if they were coming but they can't make it but it's Appalachian Intelligence and they yeah 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 he's coming to my studio oh dude those guys are great they're, they're excellent super yeah. fun to talk to but uh it was, a, it was a full circle, like the way we were with you. And then they reached out. They just threw it. The hail, for them, it was a Hail Mary to reach yeah, out to us. Right. And they're like, would you, you know, would shoot you your want shot, to come baby. On the show? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And they're like, nah. And I'm like, yeah, Heck why yeah. would we not? Yeah. And we got to hang out. And they, dude, it was so funny. They, they started talking. And I saw where the conversation was going because he was going to talk to, he was going to say that you guys are our role models. But I cut him off. I'm like, you need better role models. You're like, you, you don't be, you don't, we are not role models. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it was so great. They all brought their monsters and they were like, they're like, you guys, you guys got your monsters yet? And I'm like, I'm about three deep already today. We should have like, we should have scheduled this a little bit. Because they wanted to all crack monsters at yeah. the same time. You know, monsters is a satanic organization. I don't know why you that's guys That's why are, I drink it. Oh, yeah, that's why I forgot you're Satanist. That's right. I forgot. Do you, do you eat Oreos? Don't you dare bring Oreos in this conversation. I'll, I'll send you right now. No, 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 no. Block, blocking this number. Just saying, just saying. So, so I, I, listen. I eat Oreos too, so don't worry about it. Oh, man, shoot. Uh, you're about to blow my mind on something. This is not good. Not good at all. Uh, but let me tell you this. Uh, so so I, I've been, like, I, I've reached out to Clyde over the years and stuff, and uh, Ron uh, Ron Patton contacted me back. He's like, yeah, you know, we'll work on it. But it's been slow go, right? Yeah. And now it's been picking up ste- steam where it's really looking like it's going to happen. And 
and it's so crazy this past week so ron emailed me so i have you know the, the confessionals at the confessionspodcast.com but i also have my own personal uh email address that i use for business and uh, ron emailed me on there but i don't check it like i'm really bad with checking emails that's why Lindsay does my emails yes. <laughs> we're right there with you yeah. we're, and, we're the same and so ron emails me this week and i didn't answer and then i get a phone call and the phone the, the phone number and now it comes off it's coming from oregon and i'm like i don't know anybody in oregon <laughs> You know, like Wes is in Washington. I got his number. Like, this is definitely. And it's like, the name is Ronald Patton. I'm like, that sounds familiar. But it's probably because I'm recognizing General Patton. You know? <laughs> it's spam. And, yeah. Like, I was like, there ain't no way. Like, like, like this, this is probably some salesman. Click. You know? Like, I got a voicemail. <laughs> and then uh, I get, uh, I, I'm, I'm on my Facebook. And he comments on one of the pictures. And he's like, check your, 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 your DMs. And I'm like... Oh, oh. <laughs> and so now it, I'm looking. At, I'm looking at my emails. He emailed me. He direct messages me. He comments on my social. He calls me. I'm like, oh, this is actually looking like it's gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> the stars are lining. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, I'm like, what should I talk to Clyde about? You know? And I, I got to actually look back in my messaging with with him because I actually threw ideas. Like, I want to talk to him about this. And I don't even remember what it was. So it's really like, hey, Clyde, whatever you want to talk about, bro, we'll talk about yeah. it. You know? Like, just bring it. Just oh, bring man, it. I don't blame so you. So let me let me, tell, let me say this. Um, because you said that he, he the show is pulled, uh, just to give people an understanding, Clyde Lewis is an FM radio broadcaster. Five days a week, five. I think it's it used to be five hours. I, I think he cut it short now because of COVID and never come back. But I know he does. Uh, it, it's two hours of listening material now, uh, and it used to be on Apple Podcasts, but he pulled it because the game is hard, especially in the FM industry. And I don't know what his is, what his issues he was facing was, but I know for a period of time it was looking like Clyde was might be off air because he just couldn't afford to keep going. Like 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 people people think they, they're like I hear this guy he's nationally syndicated on the radio he must be rich. Not the case. Like this game of talking for a living is hard. Yeah. And and so he what he did is he and I think this probably saved his show uh, in the sense of keeping him going. Um, he he pulled his his show off Apple and all that stuff. And made an app, which I gotta figure out how he did that because I like it is hard. Well, you're gonna have a perfect opportunity. Talk to him. Right, right, right. At least give me the give me the name of the guy, right? <laughs> but um, so he has an app now called Aftermath, and you can subscribe to it, and you can get what was on Apple now on that app. So now it's you either listen to him live for free on the radio, or if you want the commercial free condensed version of the show without commercials on demand, you got to pay for it. And listen, guys, like, like I just started listening to him while I was listening, dri uh, driving the lawnmower for cutting my grass and all that stuff. But what, since I quit driving truck, I haven't been listening to him a whole lot. I still pay every year from him because it's just like this dude, like I, I, I like, again, I feel like I owe so much to him. You He's know what good. I mean? He's good. I'm glad you know. Like yeah. at first, I was like, "Yeah, right, bro." Like you're just saying no, that. No, no, but because for a while, I, I called it whenever you could listen to the episodes, and then it, and then he started going to 15 minute stingers. Yeah, because he, yeah, he was yeah. doing trying to do a pay platform. Yep. And then it just disappeared, and I'm like, man, that's I'm like, and I didn't, I didn't really recognize the name, but. I knew that I've, I've freaking he he touched on a lot of awesome topics. Awesome. And then I really enjoyed his voice. I'm like that guy yep. has got a voice for radio. So let me tell you guys, uh, I just saw this yesterday. Uh, if you go into, I, I have an Apple phone, so that's what I use for podcasts. 
Uh, if you look up Clyde Lewis on there, I'm doing it right now, and I'm, it's hard to type and talk at the same time. Ground Zero with that's that like ADHD kicking <laughs> in. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm like, my name is Tony. Uh, so if you look up Ground Zero and Clyde Lewis on Apple, I'm assuming it's everywhere else. His show pops up, and he has quick hitters. Like it's just basically the opening of the show, the first ten minutes of the show. But he also now, and I didn't notice till yesterday, uh, Ground Zero Classics. And it looks like 126 episodes so far, and it's, it looks like the classic episodes he's uploading as Ground Zero Classics. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah, that's so, awesome. People, so people can get a taste of who Clyde Lewis is, and if you want the current conversation out of Clyde's right. mouth, go and subscribe to his that's platform. That's pretty smart. That's that clever. That's, like, that's, that's awesome. good. Like, I'm telling you right now, like, it is fantastic and and this like people are like okay stop doing circle jerk tone it's not i'm just i'm just being honest like it, it's like i i, I yeah do you ever you ever um know of somebody that you never met really before or ever and but they had such an impact on your life you actually care about them yeah. like that's how i feel about the guy right. you know what i mean For so sure. that's that's what it is so i'm moving on so tell me about bigfoot i don't know that's my default <laughs> that's, my, that's my default <laughs> I'm telling you guys, like, like we were like 15, 20 minutes in. I'm like, we're just gonna talk now because like, <laughs> like these are my boys. Whatever, you, whatever you want. To talk I can't about, believe you're dude. freaking here. Yeah, man. Like this is the first time actually meeting each other. Yeah, yes. And it's like yeah. all those eight hours at a time of FaceTiming each other. It's like I've I've known you guys for my whole life. Yeah. The only thing I say that's different about meeting you guys in person that I didn't expect is both your eyes are more crystal blue than I thought. All those hours of looking at me on FaceTime, I was like, they got such deep blue eyes. We'll but it's take even, it. We'll it's, take even, it. it's even more crystal blue yeah. in person. I'll, we'll take a compliment yeah. wherever we can get one. <laughs> Where we can get them. Oh, man. But uh, so we're here at the uh, uh, Paranormal Roundtable uh, hosted event, you know, the Dogman Conference, first annual, right? Uh, you guys doing what you guys do. You got some paranormal. You got, you know, conspiratorial, all that stuff. Where do you find yourselves and where do you lie on these topics of dog man and cryptids and stuff? Are you guys like all about that life or are you kind of like, I don't know. We'll see. Man, like starting starting this podcast out, Steve was always the, the cryptid dude. Like I was conspiracies and aliens. I didn't really care about cryptids that much. Yeah. But... That's, that's the way I like our podcast so much is that I'm learning more and more about this stuff and it this shit is so weird like it is it's hard to put a finger on it because there's such a good argument on both sides is it physical is it metaphysical is it this is it that and I'm a, I'm a, I love stories so yeah you tell me a good story and I'm like yep that's it that's I the one it. and yep. then that guy he tells me a different one I'm like that's, that's the it. one too that's, that's the one too he got it <laughs> and I, but I, I'm a sucker for it you know I love good stories and I, the fact of the matter is, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But I'm willing to dive into it and find out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Steve? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of in the same camp, especially, like, once we started getting into it. And it's it seems like so many things, like, cross different lines. Like, yeah. is it interdimensional? Is it spiritual? Is it this? Is it that? So it just keeps getting deeper and deeper. So I'm people are seeing something, you know. Yes. There's so many people that have seen shit. I... Something's got to be out there. Whether it's physical, flesh and blood or not, I don't know. I haven't seen it. One way to find out. (laughs) I say it's everything. At times it's physical, flesh and blood. Sometimes it's more interdimensional. Sometimes it's half physical, half interdimensional, like that dude in Florida that filmed it, the dog man running by underneath the, the light in his backyard. That was definitely a mixture of two. And he was live on Facebook recording when he shot that thing. 
like like he and then afterwards like for 30 40 minutes he's answering people's questions that saw it while he filmed it like like they're they're I'm sorry. I don't know how you fake that. You yeah. know. Oh yeah. And 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 not to be judgmental or anything, but the dude that filmed it is like doesn't strike you as the most tech savvy person, unless he's playing a character, which means he's very tech savvy and he's a great actor. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, because like I don't know how you like th- that dude. You know what I'm talking about, Drew? Yeah, that guy who was uh, smoking a big old. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the blue do rag. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, but like, like he was like, he was like, oh my god, like he's like, he 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 goes back and out, nope, 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 you know. <laughs> I'll blame him. Yeah, hide your kids, hide your wives. <laughs> like that, it was that kind of guy, you know. And and I was just like, how do you fake that? And so you don't, and it's real, you know. And so uh, at least on that surface, you guys say, dog man, at least at times, look seems to be visually from what I've seen, metaphysical. Yeah. Right. Uh, can it be physical? Absolutely. Absolutely. Can you kill it? Why not? Try. I mean, speaking yeah. of. If it bleeds. Speaking of. Uh-oh. We're talking to two guys who were supposed to be with me hey. hiking through the forest. <laughs> Here we go. Hunting Dogman yeah. for Expedition Dogman. Let us live that one down. And all of a sudden, hey man, we gotta do a wedding. I had to do a wedding. How close of a friend was this? I, I've, I've literally known this guy from the moment I've been born. My oh, mom and his okay. mom are roommates. Oh, wow. Really? I promise. I guess he's got me trumped. Yeah. Just the hair. Jeez. Just the hair. All right, dude. That's why I was like, right. there's no possible way I can say no to him. There's like, just cannot happen. Wow. Okay. And right. I'm really bad with dates and numbers. Well, listen. And all that stuff. The event. The, the, the event. This is the event. The, uh, the trip went great. As yes. you as you could yeah, see, it, awesome. it went great. And uh, but the question I, is, would have been better if we were there? I don't know. I don't know. Listen, I feel like it would have been. All, all I'm we'll saying is that <laughs> is my team's pretty much set now, and it, yeah, it should have been awesome. with you guys. That's but awesome. you know, hey, it worked. Amy. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice. You ain't gonna fool me again. Well, there's no twice yet, so. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, we came through. We're here today. No, dude, that was. This has been such a, a treat. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm glad that you were as excited as you was. Like, cause we were wondering. You never know when you meet your friend, like people you idolize, and just. Dude, I almost ran over and jumped on top of you guys and forced you to hold me. <laughs> like, I, like, like I was ready to put my head on Steve's shoulder. Oh, dude. Come on, you over. know. Come on over. Can we cuddle? <laughs> I'm telling you straight up, like I was stunned. Uh, I, like, That's awesome, dude. Uh oh. They are mad, mad, mad. Wow, was I talking too loud? <laughs> I don't know. We probably were. I get pretty loud. My voice resonates. You sure? Everybody in the back. Okay. All right, guys. Well, this is Hollow Sky Podcast, guys. Guys, where can people find your podcast? Everywhere. Yeah, everywhere you find podcasts. Okay. the The audience, the audience, if the audience, Hollow Sky, Hollow Sky Podcast. So the audience, the audience listening, they're like, "What just happened?" Yeah. Somebody, we were somebody, told to shut up. Somebody in the conference screamed, saying, "Some of us paid to be here. Would you shut up?" Yeah. 
Okay, guys, bye. Well, that's the show, everybody. I really hope you enjoyed it. A little different this week, but we had a lot of conversations and just a lot of good chatter. I really do hope you guys enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy it, please share the show with your friends. I don't care where or how you share the show. Just share the show because that's the best thing you can do to help the show grow. Share the show. All right, friends, until next week, stay safe, take care, and remember, the truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. Bye. Like a cell, they wanna spin up at the center of the nexus, me.